This podcast is brought to you by Acme Markets. Fresh foods, local flavors. 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news update with Kathy Romano. And it is Monday, June 21st. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning. In the news this morning, a food festival in Philadelphia's Kensington neighborhood was canceled Sunday over a controversy that erupted over an inclusion of an Israeli-owned food service. The Taste of Home Festival was supposed to be hosted by event partner Eat Up the Borders and nonprofit Sunflower Philly at North 5th Street. The restaurant, Moshava, was scheduled to take part in the event, but after word came of planned protest and threats of violence, Moshava was disinvited. That decision resulted in a backlash, and that's when the organizers decided to pull the plug on the event. Our mistake this time with not only our event partners, but in general, was not educating ourselves and not properly making sure that everyone is properly represented. So that's where we made the decision to cancel the events And Melvin Powell, the executive director of Sunflower Philly. Organizers say they have received backlash regarding other events as well, including LGBTQ events. Uh, According to its website, Sunflower Philly is a community-based nonprofit organization focused on providing access to art, music, and sustainable resources through a curated series of events and programs in North Philadelphia. Powell says conversations will now take place about inclusiveness in community events. Moshava said in a statement Sunday, although we were disappointed with how the situation was greatly mishandled, we do not believe the organizers' intention came from an anti-Semitic place, but the threats they were receiving to the event were. Our shared goal for the future is to steer away the violence and hatred and be able to share uh, a platform with all members of our community and collectively share our cultures. Labor shortages are among the reasons American Airlines said it is being forced to cancel hundreds of flights through at least mid-July. The airline had 120 cancellations on Saturday alone, and it's projecting at least 50 to 80 flight cancellations a day going forward, CNN reported. A lot of people are considering their summer vacations, right? Oh, yeah. And traveling. And they're just getting emails saying your flight's canceled. Make other plans. I would freak the hell out. Freak out, right? Yeah, I don't... uh, What what was Southwest's issue? They had something last weekend. Yeah, where they, they canceled a whole bunch of flights. Did they have yeah. a, uh, a, a, a pilot I don't know if issue? It was a pilot no, it was thing software, or not. wasn't it? It was soft. Yeah, theirs yeah. was software, yeah. But some of this is um, is staffing for American yeah. Airlines. Yeah, well, they, they let a lot of them go, you know, at the beginning of the pandemic, and, and now they're scrambling to make up those positions. The surge. I, I think, honestly, I've seen it happen in movies where they'll ask. Can anyone here fly a plane? (laughs) The surge in demand for air travel, unprecedented bad weather, and vendors' challenges trying to return to full employment are other factors. The airline's Dallas-Fort Worth hub said uh, it's most affected by the scheduling issues. American Airlines customers who have been booked through July 15th will be notified so that they can make travel adjustments in advance. In fact, I know the story, Preston, of a pilot who was aboard a flight. Now, he was on a mission, uh, had a bad thing happen over Macho Grande. Oh, yeah. man, I don't but think I'll ever he, get up from Rancho yeah. Grande. But he came back and he landed that plane. <laughs> he had a drinking problem. He did have yeah. a drinking problem. There were issues, Nick. He overcame But he overcame them. <laughs> Quite a hero by the end. Yeah. Amazon, w- Walmart, Target, and Best Buy, and others are fighting for your attention. They are all launching some of the biggest deals of the season. Amazon is gearing up to put more than 2 million items on sale. Prime Day starts today and will feature discounts on items such as Amazon. 
devices, robot vacuums, headphones, and kitchen appliances with consumers getting 20, 20 to 50% off. Walmart has a Deals for Days event, which also runs. Uh, that'll go until June 23rd. A Hisense 40-inch class FHD Roku Smart LED was already listed at $178 this weekend versus the $228. An HP 11.6-inch Chromebook uh, was listed at $159, which was originally priced at $179. So, Targeted. Uh, Kathy, I heard this listed as, as like uh, King Kong versus Godzilla in the retail world, but I'm curious like, with you. Yeah, fighting uh, back and forth for which, the best deals. Do you use Walmart? I know you use Amazon, but do you use Walmart with any regularity? Not really. Okay. No, I, I used to years ago, um, but then when I moved right down the street from a Target, that right. sort of became my go-to. <laughs> changed, yeah. Yeah. Target is getting in on the action with its own uh, deal days until June 22nd. Best Buy's Bigger Deal Savings event is also underway until June 22nd. Promotions include up to 50% off small kitchen appliances in addition to $250 off select gaming laptops and up to $400 off select Samsung Galaxy phones. Experts gave some general advice for shoppers, but I'm going to give you my advice instead. Okay. Uh, which is usually, which is actually the same thing, so I'm pretty much an expert. Yeah. Uh, but basically, they're saying don't get caught up in the sit- in the sale. You still have to look at the prices and do a little research on the sale item to make sure that it's listed at a higher price at, on other platforms yeah. to make sure you're actually getting a deal. I always do. Even if it's like, you know, the biggest sale ever, I'm like, let me just see, you know, if you're at Target, what does Amazon have it for? Or, I, you know, I do vice that all versa. the time. You check check a few sites. Yeah, and uh, you know, make sure you're looking for things that you already need. Otherwise, you're just spending money, and it's not really a bargain. In sports this morning. The top-seeded Sixers were eliminated from the NBA playoffs after a 103-96 loss to the Atlanta Hawks last night in South Philly. What the f*** is this? Trey Young made a late three-pointer and scored 21 points to help the Hawks in the win. The Hawks will open their first East Final since 2015 against the Bucks on Wednesday night in Milwaukee. Utah, who was also a number one seed, was eliminated by the L.A. Clippers over the weekend. This marks only the second year since 1973 when neither number one seed made it to the conference finals. Wilmer Flores had had four hits and the Giants routed the Phillies 11 to two yesterday afternoon in San Francisco. What the f- is this? <laughs> I know. Brandon Crawford hit his 16th home run and Mike Estremski combined with Flores for a consecutive uh, for consecutive home runs in the first inning off Zach Eflin, who took the loss. San Francisco has 107 home runs tied with Toronto for the major league lead. The Phillies are off today before returning home tomorrow night as they open up a two-game series against the Washington Nationals. And in the NHL, Robin Leonard stopped 27 shots. A 27 shot starting in place of Marc-Andre Fleury. Quebec native Nicolas Waugh scored a minute 18 into overtime with much of his family in attendance in the Golden Knights rally to a 2-1 win over the Canadiens in Montreal to even the series at 2-all. And that's what I have for you this morning. All right, thank you very much, Kathy. And yes, yeah, sorry that uh, everybody's licking the wounds uh, this yep. morning. The season's over. It's done. And uh, well, mm. and I, you know, I didn't get a chance to hear it, but I was in the other room uh, doing show <laughs> prep. But uh, we had the playback from Rob McElhenney, yeah. who was swearing up and down that they were going to win well, for sure, on without question. Yeah, they did. Yeah, win on yeah. so he's partially so, right. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. But, uh, but here we are once again in Philadelphia, uh, suffering a loss. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, but we're, it almost thanks. feels like a like a, like an old friend. It is right, an old friend. <laughs> We're used to it. Oh, hey, Hello, buddy. disappointment. Yeah. Our old friend. Oh, mm-hmm. there you are. Hi, Hi I know you. 
right, but, well, we have some other things maybe to distract you from those thoughts. We have a new Word of the Week prize. We have a sweet escape, they're calling it, and it's a package from Hard Rock Hotel and Casino in Atlantic City, and it's a midweek stay and a $100 dinner voucher, a spa package as well. So we'll do the letter at the end of the show. You know how that whole thing works. Uh, We also have a couple of guests joining us this morning. We have a, a big freaking deal that's today on MMR, yeah. and it very well may only last today, and that's mm-hmm. it. We'll see how that is, but it is a one same-day ride and water park combo ticket for just $40 for Maury's Piers. And with that, we're going to have Jack Maury of Maury's Piers yeah. later on this morning to talk a little bit about what's going on at the pier and so on, and we'll see how long that big freaking deal lasts, but it's at WMMR.com. And if you would like it, you better go get it right now because it goes on sale as we speak. And we'll see what uh, what's up in Jack's world. We had him out to the the, um, the Keenan's live broadcast a couple yeah. of years ago, and he was like, "What <laughs> <Whoa>. is this? <laughs> okay, yeah. yeah. Well, you guys are just out there to the the whole setup, and you were doing a shooting a video, correct? And, uh, you know, that's you came back glowing. You guys loved it. Yeah. Well, well I, mean, I mean, listen, you've I, been there many times. I've been there. Uh, You're an old hand. Yeah. I went riding through there yesterday, actually. I took Rochelle through Rotor Bikes back in oh, to the area that, uh, by, back by Pig Dog, if you will. Pig was Dog? It, was yeah. it open? No, it was uh, it was still early. It was like okay. 10.30 or something like that. But, okay. Uh, but nonetheless, we'll talk to uh, to Jack Morey this morning. And uh, we're going to have the union head coach, Jim Curtin, on. He just signed a two-year uh, contract extension. And, of course, we had the announcement, along with Rob McElhenney, that the Philadelphia Union are going to be playing Wrexham AFC Thursday July 29th for a friendly match. And Rob and company, we're hoping that we'll see if everybody, I don't know who else is going to be from uh, Always Sunday, will be there. Maybe Deadpool himself, Ryan Reynolds, who is a co-owner of the team with Rob. And we'll be doing live broadcasts. It's a free event. Details coming soon on how you can get tickets just for a donation to Phil Abundance and Cora, uh, meaning a, a food donation. Um, so that's exciting. That's uh, Thursday, July 29th. We'll talk to uh, Coach a little bit later on this morning around 9 o'clock. Uh, also, uh, something I want to do is we have these giveaways. It is uh, an advanced screening for P or F9, the uh, Fast Saga. Ah. And it's on, <laughs> it's tomorrow, actually. Yeah. And it will be at UA King of Prussia. I watched a, uh, a trailer for it over the weekend, Steve, and I'm not kidding. Vin Diesel must have said family three times. And Seriously? It, I swear to God. And, and so wow. I started laughing, and my girlfriend turned to me. She's like, what are you laughing at? I was like, it's Steve. Steve's in Steve's in my head, and he's in this movie, and he's 100% right. Right. It's always about family. It's Never forget that. Family. So uh, we have a, a lot of these giveaway. Is uh, Bill Weston's out of town, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. We yeah. Do whatever we want. He's our family. I'm going to do 10 oh! calls. Bill and Turning hates that number. <laughs> ten, someone saying 10. We'll take uh, 10 callers, 215-263-WMM artist. Tomorrow at 7 o'clock, UA King of Prussia, and it is F9 in the Fast Saga. So let's get you taken care of. Uh, with that, we'll take a break. Come back in a second. The Entertainment Report, stuff to give away, things to talk about. We'll do it in a moment. Stay with us. Get social with Preston and Steve and WMMR. Facebook, Twitter, you know, the usual places. The most hated jeweler in America makes it so easy to get engaged. Meet the beautiful, classy, and brilliant... 
Krista. She's Stephen's most loved engagement ring and will dazzle. She takes the stress and guesswork out of finding the perfect ring. A bright white, high-quality, round, brilliant diamond in a classic solitaire setting. Meet Krista today, starting at under $700. Online at IHateStevenSinger.com or at the other corner of 8th and Walnut by appointment only. Free shipping and interest-free financing. It's so easy. Steven Singer Jewelers. That's IHateStevenSinger.com. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. We're going to do the stupid question giveaway, a $50 Metro Diner gift card, and listener Chuck sent in a suggestion for this. So I will ask this question. It's from Kathy's favorite movie. In the movie Speed, <laughs> what is the number of the bus? It's on the top of the bus, 215-263-WMMR. Call now if you know the answer. I just remember looking at the number because uh, it was just on the other night, Kathy. Yep. I was laughing my ass off. <laughs> in fact, the very same day we had talked about how much you hate the movie. And uh, and I noticed the number on top of the uh, of the bus press. And I thought I bet you that'd be a good question. Well, here we are. Let's see if you know two one five two six three WMMR. Give us a call. We have a bunch of birthdays on Monday, June twenty first. We will start with two of them: mm-hmm. Meredith Baxter and Michael Gross, oh, who played the right. Keatons on Family Ties and were born on the exact same day. They are both 74 years old today. We had both of them in our studio. One of my favorite shows. It was awesome. They were great. Yeah. And and they they actually, even though they were just co-workers, they did have sort of a married vibe to them. It was very cool. And you know what's funny is when uh, Meredith Baxter was in, uh, we played her a clip from Deadpool. Yeah, yeah. Uh, where Deadpool and this other guy are talking about these various things, and one of them is uh, giving a Dutch oven to Meredith Baxter Bernie. And she hadn't heard of that line. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah. And she was a little bit um, yeah. confused by it, nonetheless. But uh, she's, she's great. Turned 74 along with Michael Gross. They were great I love too. this, press. I, I forgot we did this picture. We recreated the family portrait from the show. Oh, my with God. With them behind us. Oh, that's awesome. I love that. Yeah. I want to celebrate that. All right, other birthdays today. Another one out of your uh, your fan book, Steve. Bernie Capel. Bernie Capel. Dr. Adam Bricker. We just talked to him. On the love boat. He, yep. Well, and a.k.a. the, the rape boat. That's yeah. what it is, yeah. But it's... Uh, um, uh, he was great, and he was talking about all the absurdity of the people that they would pair them with. Yeah. And yeah. all the uh, the time, the super hot actresses they were hooking him up with. But of his character on that show, I think it, 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 continue, it forwarded the notion that if you're a doctor, you can bang anything you want. Absolutely. And that was pretty much the message of him, because he was considered he was the, the guy. He was the, yes, absolutely. Yeah. Amongst that crew, and they all got some all mm-hmm. the time. Yeah. In fact, as people would walk in, the guest stars, they would select the ones they were going to bang wow. uh, at the beginning. I mean, they wouldn't officially, but that's what they were doing. He's 88 today, Bernie Capel. Uh, Juliette Lewis, the actress. Yes. Uh, Cape Fear, Natural Born Killers, whole bunch of stuff. Uh, she turns 48 years old today. She's great in Starsky and Hodge, too. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah she was Vince Vaughn's girlfriend. <laughs> yeah. Right. Uh, Prince William has his birthday oh. today. Heir to the British throne, Duke of Cambridge, son of Prince Charles, and William is celebrating his 39th birthday today. Scored a very lovely lady and Kate. And uh, how many kids do they have? They have two, right? Uh, three now. Three, three. yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, God, I just saw track. a picture. Wow. I like him. I, I like. I, I think they're and they're. They were showing footage of them doing the. You know, they always chronicle whatever the royals are doing, but they seem. I don't know, bizarrely, for where they are in life and what their station is, accessible. 
Uh, he is 39 years old today. Uh, cue the music from the Kinks because it is Ray Davies' birthday today. Uh, I've I've been on a on a Kinks kick. They're great lately. Yeah, they were. You know what? For their time, they were really really edgy, man. Yes, they were. Absolutely. This, this stuff was considered like this was like hard music at the yeah. time. Uh, but great songwriters. Uh, he and his brother Dave hate each other. They do, and yet they create great stuff. Yep, exactly. And I like the period they went through too. Preston in the in the eighties, which yeah. is a little bit more. Yeah, look yeah. contemporary. Come yeah. dancing was a, a lot of fun. Great. Yeah, it was a, a really fun tune. Uh, so he turns uh, seventy-seven today. Ray Davies, uh, Lana Wachowski of the Wachowski fame, the Wachowski couple fame. So both she and her former brother transitioned, correct, and, and were the creators of the Matrix and, and a whole bunch of great stuff. V for Vendetta. Yes. Yeah. So Lana uh, turns uh, fifty six years old today. Is this from the Matrix? No, it's just Matrixy. Matrixy. Okay, I got gotcha. you. Some family. Yeah. And what's the story Size. with the Matrix? There's another one. Yeah. Number four. Yeah, number four. Number is four. Out. We were I, talking about that the well, other day. This one actually needs to. Um, for me, uh, I will have such. Low expectations that um, if it does anything moderately good, I'll probably enjoy it. Yeah. That's a good I, mindset. Yeah. Uh, I love the first, I mean, come on. The first Matrix came out of left field and it blew us all away. Where they really ought to do it. And I, and I love, you know, the yeah. origin stories are kind of stereotypical now, but the origin story of how the rise of the machines would be pretty damn cool. I would, I would love think. to see that, where how it actually got to the point that yeah. we were turned into batteries. And absolutely, Preston, yep. make it about family. Uh, please, family. Yeah. Uh, she's 56. Uh, Joey Kramer, drummer of Aerosmith, turned 71 years old today. Uh, we were just, uh, there was a... Uh, interview with uh, Bradley Whitford recently, and he said that they don't. He doesn't know if they'll ever ever be playing yeah. live again or not. So, what do you think of? Uh, so he, I assume he's a very service type drummer, straight ahead drummer. Yeah, uh, but you know what? Um, Steven Tyler kind of manages Joey because Steven's a drummer too, right. and, and tells him what to do. And eventually, Joey just kind of caved and said, "All right, he knows what he's doing, so I'll he's- just do whatever he wants." President is Stephen the one who told him to look like Guy Fieri? Yeah, that's yeah, it. Yeah. Yep, he said to go with that look. <laughs> he has his hair all spiked out now. So Joey Kramer, seventy-one today's uh, today. Also, uh, Kip Winger, Kip Winger of the band Winger. She's only seventeen. <laughs> you listen to some of those songs now, oh, man. They would not pass the smell test. No, I don't think so. And uh, Kip Winger has like superb teeth, right? Yep, he's a very handsome gentleman, and he is uh, sixty years old today. Another musician, Nils Lofgren, long-time guitarist with Bruce Springsteen and the E Street Band. Uh, and he is, he's like the, he's the solo dude. He'll play the guitar solos and he's hes the, the real guitar Would player. Would you say so. it's safe to say he's a better guitarist than he usually gets credit for? I'd say so. Yeah, yeah. Probably, yep. He turns 70 today, so it's a big birthday for him. He did a show at the uh, the Colonial Theater in Phoenixville one time and uh, somehow MMR was, maybe we were hosting it or whatever. Uh, and so uh, he came out and he's just walking up and down Bridge Street in Phoenixville saying hi to people, taking pictures. He could not have been friendlier. It was so oh, cool to cool. see. Like, yeah. It was just—it was a neat thing. He's a diminutive fellow. Isn't he? he is short. Yeah. Uh, we also have Chris Pratt. Chris Pratt celebrating his birthday today. There you go. Uh, Chris turns forty-two years old. Snagged a Schwarzenegger. Absolutely. Yep. And... Oh yeah. Can you uh, snag me a Schwarzenegger over there? Please. <laughs> Uh, so he turns 42 years old today. I wonder if there will be a 
Uh, you know how the, the Chris's do the birthday things? So yes. It was a Chris Evans recently. Chris Hemsworth. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Chris Hemsworth <laughs> yes. posted a picture of, of Chris Pratt, I think, wishing Chris Evans a happy birthday. So we'll have to see what pops up on social media today. So they got the, the new Jurassic Park movie that's uh, uh, coming out. He's also, they're apparently now in pre-production or... In production on the next Guardians movie, and this yeah. Tomorrowland is that what it's called? Tomorrowland, uh, the Tomorrow War, Tomorrow War, thank which you. is the uh, the Netflix, yeah, and, yeah. Um, big budget future m- war movie. Might yeah. be Amazon Prime. All right. uh, yeah, we have um, passes for that to give away this week. Yeah, nice. Uh, and then the last birthday I'm going to mention is uh, Edward Snowden, the uh, mm-hmm. computer professional known for revealing details of classified United States government surveillance programs. Is he still away yeah. somewhere else? Uh, Watch the, the movie that they did was really good. I saw it. I liked it. Yeah, when when um, <clears throat> when that whole first thing started to happen, I had a different take on it. Now I look at him and I'm like... Yeah, he was actually doing a good thing. Yeah, yeah. I was very confused by I it. I was very confused because the, the, so. the, 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 the public story forward was a lot different than what was going on. Yeah, so he's 38 today. All right, happy birthday to everybody celebrating birthday. Let's see if we can get an answer to the stupid question this morning. What was the number of the bus uh, uh, in the movie Speed? 215-263-WMMR. That is the number. We're going to go to Will for the answer. Hey, Will, good morning. You're a real crumb <laughs> Yes, you are, Will. Thank You're you. A real crumb bum. Will, what's the, what's the number on the bus, please? Twenty-five, twenty-five. I want to fight you. Oh! <laughs> yeah, you got it. Hang on, Will. Get away from me. Take something to me. That bus better not go below fifty miles or over fifty miles an hour. All right, Will. We're gonna set you over the fifty dollars Metro Diner gift card. You can satisfy your burger cravings with Metro Diners. New offerings including. <laughs> The breakfast burger topped with an egg, hash browns, and bacon. This mouth-watering burger is perfect for when you want breakfast, lunch, and dinner all at once. You can order it at MetroDiner.com or seated at your local diner. By the way, I will contend that that is a fun junk food movie. It's stupid as hell, Mm -hmm. uh, but my favorite scene is when the bus jumps from one part of an under-construction bridge, Mm -hmm. and you can clearly see... There's some sort of crane or something that lifted it across that yeah. they, they wiped out. And there was no way in hell it would have been able to make that jump anyway. So, <laughs> all right. Uh, get away from me. One more time, Casey, if you wouldn't mind. Get away from me. All right. At the box office this weekend, uh, number one was Hitman's Wife's Bodyguard. It made $11.7 million, followed by A Quiet Place 2, Peter Rabbit 2, Conjuring 3. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, of course. Uh, Cruella, In the Heights was six, followed by Spirit Untamed. Man, I thought In the Heights would do, would like be bigger. Yeah. Like, I, I mean, it was almost like 100% on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, 12 Mighty Orphans, House Next Door, and then the top ten was wrapped up with Wrath of Man. But it's also available on HBO Max. It is. Yeah, you but know? there have yeah. been movies on, a couple of those are actually, like, uh, The the Conjuring yeah. uh, is also available on HBO Max as well. All right, we're going to start with this. After two public apologies for ruthlessly bullying people online, Chrissy Teigen isn't playing nice anymore. (laughs) On Friday afternoon, she and her husband, John Legend, fired back at Project Runway fashion designer Michael Costello, claiming that he faked the bullying DMs he said the model and cookbook author had sent him years ago. You can't fake bullying DMs. Uh, Costello came forward earlier in the week with his story of how he was allegedly harassed by taking the 2014 after he was accused of using the N-word, saying that he had been living with a deep, uh, unhealed trauma. The 38-year-old shared screenshots of messages purportedly sent by Tegan where she boldly threatened to ruin his career. Uh, the message had read, racist people like you deserve to suffer and die. 
You might as well be dead. Your career's over. Just watch. But Tegan and Legend weren't having it. Legend, who has been quiet for much of the scandal, his wife uh, found herself in, piped up and declared on Twitter, this exchange was made up, completely fake, never happened. Honestly, I don't know why anyone would fake DMs to insert themselves in this narrative, but that's what happened. He uh, also added, I encourage everyone who who breathlessly spread this lie uh, to keep that same energy when they correct the record. And wouldn't they forensically be able to determine whether or not that was actually sent or not? If it ever came to that, yeah, maybe. I mean, so you, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Uh, Tegan hit back harder, saying she had no idea what the f Michael Costello was doing. Uh, followed by a lengthy statement of uh, and screenshots of friendly social media interactions between the two, which occurred as recently as April 2020. I think social media is just so wonderful. It is. <laughs> I mean, it brings us all together. It's just, yeah. You can tell the you can just it oozing with love, right, Kathy? Yeah. When the supposed screenshots from uh, 2014 were originally circulated last week, the name on uh, Chrissy's uh, account or or on her DM. Uh, Hope Solo's butthole. No, it was on her account was misspelled. Ah. Uh, Her statement read, going on uh, to list the additional ways the DMs couldn't be real. Chrissy has uh, every right to correct the record and defend her name. She is not interested in making Mr. Costello the target of harassment or abuse from anyone claiming to support her. Uh, She hopes this can be a time of honest reflection and healing. Costello has since deleted his initial post with the alleged screenshots between him and Tegan, but maintains the model bullied and blackballed him as well. That Uh, hurts. Yeah, right? Get hit with blackballs. It's really bad. Still, safely, uh, the new cleaning product company she launched uh, with Chris Jenner. (laughs) Blackballed. (laughs) <laughs> That's when you get blackballed. And now some oh, my balls! On Friday, <laughs> uh, that Tegan would be stepping away for some much-needed time to focus on herself and be with her family. Do that! So if, yeah, this is interesting. Do that thing! So if the, if if her, on, on this DM account, that, that the screenshot this guy shared, if her name was misspelled and he has quickly deleted it, then there's maybe some credence to the fact Absolutely. that this guy's trying to capitalize on it. And, and if know, he man. thinks it's real, then they can forensically prove it's real. Like, I like guess so. He, that's to the point again. If you're, if you're a younger person, you're I thinking know. about posting things. This stuff, you see it now. They're pulling stuff back from 18, 20 years ago. <laughs> so it's not Just worth don't it. Do it. Yeah. Just don't do it. Yep, Take a exactly. picture of your feet by the beach and your food, and that's it. <laughs> I'm hoping that after a while, and hoping is, I'm, I'm using that term loosely, that, uh, that goes away. generations will learn uh-huh. yeah. uh, to, you know, watch what you post. Uh, my, my dream for a future in about 30 years is like a, a 14-year-old sitting there with a quill and an inkwell. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. We're going way old school. <laughs> hey, David Harbour has begun hyping up the long-expected return of Stranger Things on Netflix. Good. He said that his character, Chief Hopper, uh, that uh, will return to the show. Me or am I, is this just a story? No, this is actually... Okay, right. This is from Stranger Things. I'll see you later. All right, thank you. We'll notice later. Uh, So uh, Hopper will return to the show in the style of Gandalf the Grey from The Lord of the Rings. I love that. He also teased a bigger season. He said, I mean, it's bigger. That's the first thing in scope and scale. Even the idea that we're not in Hawkins anymore. We, locale-wise, we're bigger. We're introducing new stuff, but we're also tightening up and we're tightening and wrapping up in a certain direction to... Make it have a clear, clean, specific, and definite ending at some point, which I can't really talk about. So we this will constitute the fourth season, right? Or the third season. Fourth, what are we? Fourth. fourth. Yeah. Okay. So I, I think give me 
one more. Yeah, five would two. be good. Yeah, five would be perfect. But it's nice to have an ending because yes. if, if you yes. don't have an ending, it just kind of peters out eventually, right. you know? And so to have a definitive endpoint allows them to wrap up a story in a satisfying way, hopefully. We Agreed. know for a fact that, that at least in what we saw in the, I guess, the uh, the coda to the last go-round that he's, he appears to be in Russia. Yes. Well, he said, I, I can, however, talk about Hopper. I guess I say this about a lot of seasons, but it's my favorite season. And in the sense that he is at his purest, he's at his most vulnerable, in a sense. Uh, he's been, as we've seen in this uh, Russian prison. prison. Uh, so we get to reinvent him, in a sense. He gets to have a rebirth from what he had become. And we'd always sort of plan this almost resurrection of you have, uh, wait, uh, resurrection of you have Gandalf dies. This is misprinted here. That sounds like a bunch of nonsense. Yes, but he's, <laughs> he if said. If you're going to interpret my name, use proper English. He said Gandalf the Grey. Not, not, no, not here, not you. It's gibberish. <laughs> Gandalf the Grey reemerge, and I'm really interested in this research. heard me talk like that. Resurgence of him. <laughs> uh, we get to explore a lot of the threads in his life that have merely been hinted at uh, that we get to see a lot more of, and there's some real surprises that you know nothing about that will start to come out in this and play a Play big as the series goes on. It was extra chatty that day. Yes, he was. <laughs> um, no, I'm looking forward to this. Uh, the, the, each one of the um, seasons has shifted a little bit in tone and done so so wonderfully well. And the third one had, I think, the most humor, but also his, not to spoil it, but his departure is so touching oh and gosh, so well yes. done. Uh, hang on a second. Nick Nick pulled up a uh, a picture that he posted. Who are these other ladies in this picture? That's Scarlett Johansson, and then uh, the, oh yeah, it's for you, Black Widow. I was thinking Stranger Things. I'm like, yeah. this is yeah, that's actually been called one of the finest standalone yes. movies in the MCU universe. <laughs> Black Widow. Thank you, Absolutely. Gandalf the Gray. Gandalf likes the, and MCU. the other women. By the way, next to Scarlett Johansson was in Midsummer. <laughs> Lawrence Pugh. Lawrence Pugh. I love her, man. I love her. Just Casey so loves you guys her. know. We all love her. Yes. Uh, a teaser for... For me, it's not sexual. Right, that's right, because you are, yeah, you're gay, I, so... It's not my thing, not yeah. my bag, bro. I got you. <laughs> <laughs> Gandalf's gay? No, no, Dumbledore. Well, Dumbledore. Ian McKellen is. Oh. Yeah, I got it. So, anyway, I, I was going, I was putting the character with the, no, with yeah, the, sure. the actor, yeah. so... But, yeah, I got confused because Dumbledore is gay, uh, and I, Gandalf I, is, I guess, straight? I a know. teaser huh? for season four confirmed that he is indeed alive, I David Hart. chicks. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> his, his sexuality was never yeah. tangential to the story, right? right? Yeah. Yes, I was talking about me yeah. and McKellen. Okay. All right, yeah. moving on. You like, you like chicks? <laughs> what about Magneto? Just sitting there. <laughs> All right, uh, let's see what else I have here for you. Three of Angelina Jolie and Brad Pitt's six kids want to, wanted to testify him against uh, against him in a court of law. But oh, Jolie no. is claiming that a judge won't let them. The pair have been battling over custody for years now. I tell you, when I testified against my parents, things were not right in the house mm. after that. I thought this was over. I thought they got... Nothing's over! Yeah, well, <laughs> Nothing is over! Nothing is over! Okay. Why did you hire him as our... Is it counsel? Do you understand that thing's over? Come in here, tell Brad Pitt, say he's an alcoholic, can't raise kids. <laughs> Could you imagine if Rambo was your lawyer? Any time, day or night, any day of the year, call me. Rambo and Rambo. <laughs> Rambo and Rambo. Rambo, Rambo, Rambo. Yeah. Oh, my God. Hello. 
Yeah, is Rambo there? No. Is Rambo there? No. Is Rambo there? Speaking. <laughs> Rambo, Rambo, and Rambo. <laughs> oh, that is the best. Yeah, okay. Justice is all you want. <laughs> <laughs> what do you like, want? Justice. I can see the commercials. I'm coming for you. Uh, <laughs> all right, so... Um, a lawyer told Page Six that the three who wanted to speak out were heard via other means. The, link, the lengthy, detailed decision relied upon expert testimony from people who the kids spoke to during the process. Why did my music swell. Sorry, so the voices <laughs> actually were considered. That so I don't know what to think of all this, and obviously it's a minefield when this sort of thing happens. But um, this, you know, the, the kids did not seem to like Brad. Yeah, so Pitt was granted joint custody in May, but uh, Angelina has vowed to fight uh, and recently submitted documents under seal claiming that he had abused her. I didn't know uh, that. Uh, a, sor- a source said uh, this system is at fault and Angelina is, fight- out of is fighting on... <laughs> I want what they want. <laughs> and every other guy who came over here has built his guts and gave everything he had this is- once... For our country to love us as much as we love it. This is a custody yeah. case, sir. <laughs> uh, <Yeah>. Thank you, <laughs> Attorney Rambo. I don't know what that has to do with this case. <laughs> there it was in the weeds. Charlie breathing down my neck. I had to make a life or death decision. So I slid his throat. And then I put the blood over my face to hide me in the light. Uh-huh. Well, oh, does he get visitation or what? This necklace is made from the ears of those who tried to take my life. It's very nice. <laughs> Weekend or more as far as visitation. Uh, Angelina is, work- is working hard to ensure that. <laughs> to what? Nobody, nobody said anything. You want to die? <laughs> oh, I'm going to say something right now. Oh, I don't think we do. We have the, just no, the... Oh, no. Nothing is over! <laughs> what is that? That's Rambo. That's his, Ram- that's his second. Yeah, Rambo, Rambo, and Rambo. Yes. The youngest. Oh, that's, the Rambo. Yeah. <laughs> that's his wife. Yeah. yeah. What the hell was that? That's Rambo. I guess we pitched it Nothing is over! <laughs> Nothing! You just don't turn it off! That's Mrs. Rambo. <laughs> it wasn't my war! You asked me, I didn't ask you! <laughs> oh my God. You know, that's Anbo. <laughs> Anbo! <laughs> and I did what I had to do to win, but somebody wouldn't let us win! <laughs> Waking up in the morning, making your breakfast, putting out your French toast, putting syrup on it, making sure that there's butter in every part of your waffle, and I come back to the world, and I see all those maggots at the airport, oh. bit on me! Oh, homemaker, protesting me, spitting, ironing, spitting, day or night, Jordash has to look to the right. What? 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 And I went off on a tangent, I'm sorry. Call me baby killer, agent orange. Oh, my God. Okay. We're not going to get through much in this entertainment <laughs> portion, and I don't care. All right. Hey, mobile um, lawyer. We'll uh, monitor this and see if these kids end up, um, you know, testifying. I would qualify all this as as troubling and sad. Yeah, yeah. 
Hey, Will Smith is ready to tell his life story in his first memoir. Maybe he'll come on the show to promote it when it comes out. Yeah, we've never had Will Smith We on. Here we are. We've had Jazzy Jeff on a few times. Right. Uh, the two-time Academy Award nominee shared on Instagram the cover and title of his upcoming autobiography. It's called Will, uh, which will be published by Penguin Press. Uh, he had said, I've been working on it for the past two years, and it is finally ready. He made a video announcement, and he described the book as a labor of love. He also shared the book's cover art, which features layered portraits of Smith painted on top of each other. Will will chronicle Smith's persona and professional journey thus far, from his upbringing in West Philadelphia to finding inner happiness and success in music and on, on the uh, small and big screen. I wonder how, um, so the, they do the Red Table talk and all that stuff, and they're known, you know, with Jada Pinkett uh, Smith, how, uh, how candid they get. I wonder how candid he's going to get in yeah. the book. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Smith said in a statement, it is easy to maneuver the material world once you have conquered your own mind. I believe that. Once you've learned the terrain of your own mind, experience uh, every, uh, I'm sorry, every experience, every emotion, every circumstance, whether positive or negative, simply propels you forward to greater growth and greater experience. That is true will. So there's a double meaning to the title. Will, his name, and will, meaning having the will to (laughs) do what you need. Uh, To move forward in spite of anything... And to move forward in a way that brings others with you rather than leave them behind. By the way, Will was written in collaboration with uh, the subtle art of not giving an F best-selling author Mark Manson. Uh, Smith will also narrate the audiobook. Uh, In addition to his book, Will also launched the Will Youth Book Club, which aims to create a global community in which members of the book club will be able to participate in conversations about Will and upcoming events. Uh, it will be out on November 9th. So, yeah, maybe we'll see if maybe he's doing a little chat and we can talk to him. I doubt it, but you never know. Uh, why break the record? I thought this was nice. Mark Hamill on Friday night celebrated the announcement that his space sister, Carrie Fisher, would finally be bestowed with a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. I'm surprised she didn't have one already. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the late actress is among 38 honorees who will have their names forever enshrined along the popular Los Angeles landmark, yeah, including... How the hell did that get yeah. missed? I mean, come on. Uh, Francis Ford Coppola. Uh, these others are added. Yeah. Sometimes I, I would imagine Coppola is probably on there yeah, already. I don't know. But they but they do different categories. Right. Uh, so you can have multiple your name on there multiple times. Francis Ford Coppola, Macaulay Culkin, uh, Willem Dafoe, Selma Hayek, uh, James Hong, Helen Hunt, Michael B. Jordan, Regina King, Ray Liotta, and Ewan McGregor are amongst the ones. Do you know that she, for a while, was working, she would punch up scripts for other writers? No, I didn't know that. Yeah, so uh, she was working in the industry. Um, she was a well-known, like, she, you know, in Postcards from the Edge, um, you know, she uh, was an accomplished writer. Hamill tweeted out, uh, I congratulate and salute all 38 new Hollywood Walk of Fame honorees. Welcome to the neighborhood. Much love and a very special one-fingered salute to the incomparable, hilarious, and irreverent force of nature that was my space sis, Carrie Fisher. Her star will blaze from here to eternity. And he posted some pictures of the two of them together. Uh, He was previously one of the loudest voices among the throngs of fans lobbying for the Princess Leia actress to have her honor along the Hollywood Boulevard. Hamill received his star in March of 2018, Harrison Ford was among those who spoke at the unveiling. And, of course, uh, she had passed away in 2016 at only 60 years old. Which I was, was reading a story. I don't know that if this is apocryphal or not, but it seems to be true that there was a, a massive Star Wars fan 
who had some sort of um, dementia and was was dying. And he went as Luke Skywalker and conducted the whole conversation and answered questions with the guy, hung out with him as Luke Skywalker. That's great. Yeah. That's really special. All right, one last thing. Uh, Susan Sarandon and, Sarandon and uh, Gina Davis reunited on Friday for a charity event at the Greek Theater in Los Angeles, along with the iconic original 1966 Ford Thunderbird convertible from the film Thelma and Louise. Were you a fan of the movie? I liked it. I, I didn't, yeah, it was cool. I but, think it's good. Yeah. Uh, it's a Ridley Scott movie. It's yep. directed really well. It was also, I think, one of the debut movies for Brad Pitt. Uh, the 1991 movie may have debuted 30 years ago, but the impact it made on Sarandon and Davis and uh, Kelly Corey, the film's writer, has been everlasting. The two actors donned coordinating T-shirts for the occasion with Sarandon rocking the and she's my Thelma and I'm her Louise shirt while Davis has read I'm her Thelma and she's my Louise. They look they look really good. They look fantastic. They look great. Yeah. yeah. The trio of women spent the night out at uh, Griffith Park reminiscing about the film, talking about the opportunity to, taking the opportunity to dish about the behind the scenes moments during a pre show QA before a screening of the classic fittingly at a drive in movie theater. Uh, Davis had recalled how 30 years ago the press had thought that this was going to open doors uh, for more opportunities for female driven films moving forward. She said, I'm thinking, let's just sit back and wait for all this magic to happen, but we're still waiting. It uh, really did not happen. It seems like every five years or so, there's another movie starring women that's a huge hit. And people say, well, now certainly everything is going to change. But it really hasn't. Uh, earlier in the month, Sarandon took the opportunity ahead of the official reunion to reveal the backstory behind one of the movie's most memorable scenes. Where Thelma and Louise share a kiss before they hold hands. And spoiler alert, drive off the cliff. Right. Uh, the kiss ended up being an impromptu decision made by Sarandon on set while filming the end scene of the movie. Uh, she said it happened at the very end of the day. Uh, she said, you know, the helicopter coming in, the police cars arriving, Harvey running, everything else. So it was basically like a stunt. And we had one take. And she said, um, I said to Ridley and Gina, you know, I'd really like to kiss you. And so that's what we did. One take, one juicy romantic take. I want to kiss you. I want to kiss you. And they did. Mm. And, of course, it became iconic at the end of the Yeah, film. it's yeah. a great, it's one of the iconic final scenes in a movie. Absolutely. All right, we're ready for clips now. An ice driver sets out to rescue miners after a diamond mine collapses, but must cross a frozen ocean to get to them in the ice road. I'm just the man who can do it. And here, Lawrence Fishburne talks about the precautions they took while shooting in freezing temperatures. Here we go. We were also in extremely cold temperatures. And, you know, we were told from the very beginning that we we really had to be careful not to be exposed too long. I think we had a limit of something like three or four minutes uh, where we could be exposed to the to the cold. That's how cold it was. You must be out of your goddamn mind. <laughs> <laughs> the Ice Road streams on Netflix this Friday, by the way. Uh, so this is interesting. Did you ever watch any of the episodes of uh, that Ice Road Trucker series? Uh, I saw clips of it, but never watched the whole episode. When it first came on, it was interesting because they really do. These guys are, are risking a lot to get this cargo across these frozen, you know, rivers and things like that. And then it, it fell prey to how are we going to shape this reality. Right. And it just became 
the By same the way, thing. Yeah. Driving across the ice, do they do that because it's a much shorter route? Yeah, yeah I assume. Yeah. And maybe, well, bizarrely less dangerous than windy, twisty roads. Right, right. And they, But it, like in the first season of the series, they did have trucks that, you know, crashed through the ice and stuff yeah, like yeah. that. And you have to be very aware of what's going on. But Liam Neeson is just the man who can do it. All right, here's the next clip for you. Dominic Toretto and his crew are back to do what they do best and stop those who would do harm to the family Family. in F9. In this clip, Vin Diesel looks back at the outrageous stunts that they have performed. It is pretty insane. Uh, And it's just part of what we do. Um, It's a little kind of crazy at times to think about what you're doing uh, for the sake of film. And for the sake of escape, oh, other people's escapism. Oh, stop it. F9 comes out in, in theaters is right. <laughs> All right. You know, we have a lot of, uh, of uh, screening passes for this movie. Where's my little... Uh, we do. No, it's over well, the, you know... My little the, info sheet. Uh, the, the series is a huge hit, and, and, and this is already breaking box office records around the world. Yeah, so, so this... Uh, we have a screening at uh, UA King of Prussia. This is tomorrow at 7 o'clock. I'm going to do it again. 10 callers. Wow! Here you go, Bill. <laughs> Bill's out of town. 215-263-WMMR. <laughs> Desperation at its height. Another 10 callers. Uh, you'll be able to go. So this is, like I said, tomorrow, 7 p.m., UA King of Prussia, and we will set you up with a pair of passes for an advanced screening of this movie. Just rated PG-13. Come and get them. We're going to take a break. We have some guests on the program this morning. We're going to talk to uh, Jack Morey of Morey's Piers. There's a very special um, uh, deal. It's our uh, big friggin' deal this yeah. week. It may only last today, so you want to be with us. Uh, we'll talk to him in about an hour or so. Uh, Jim Curtin, who is a union head coach. You know, they're going to be playing this friendly match against Wrexham AFC. Owner Rob McElhenney with the announcement last week. And the coach just signed a two-year contract extension, so we'll talk to him and see what what else is up in his world. We'll be back in a moment. Stay with us. What's new? Glad you asked. Foo Fighters. Cheap Trick. New music. More of everything that rocks. On 93.3 WMMR. So yesterday, uh, my oldest son started working his first job ever. Oh, did he love it? Son. Oh, it was beautiful. <laughs> he hated it. Uh, well, that's, that's par for the course. Yeah. If, you've, if, you've, if you're coming, how, how much is his... <laughs> To balance it out, um, you know, you want the money when you're a kid. You know, yeah. you want to get your money. You want to get some income. You want to, you know, you want to be able to so you can buy your own things and do that stuff. It, it, is does that is that very important to All him? Right. So, and and I'll I'll admit this. I'll freely admit this. And and the same thing situation when I was a kid. And and if you want to beat up on me, that's fine. But we've you know. I've not done a good job at uh, making my kids earn their keep. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, I've, and, and my, my growing up, my my family was the same way as well. Like if I if I if I needed something, I'd go to my parents, and chances are I could probably get it within reason. Right. Nothing outrageous. Not like you a, know? A, a, a speedboat. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, uh, and and my son's nineteen, and I was I think I was sixteen when I got my first part time job. Likewise, so I waited a little. We waited a little bit longer. Let them have their summers. Fine, maybe a mistake. I don't know. We'll find out down he's a, the road. He's, he's a good kid. He's a great kid. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he needs but to just find something that 
is enjoyable yeah, to him so, at this age. So his first uh, his first gig is uh, delivering pizzas. Yeah. And, man, I delivered pizzas, and I remember the first <laughs> couple of days of that, I was overwhelmed. So, anyhow, he, he went to go get trained. He's working for Domino's. And uh, and I spoke to him yesterday, and I said, you know, oh, yeah, how was your first day? He's like... It was it was a lot, oh. you know. So they and and any listen anytime you go into a restaurant situation yeah. and you've never done that kind of work before, it's your head is spinning because yeah. there's like so much going on, you know. And it's not for everybody. I worked in the restaurant industry in co- I, listen. I couldn't even get there until college, and I was like, well, let me give it a try. Everybody's doing this. It was not for me. I I couldn't do it. Like it just. I got other jobs and I made money, but like I learned quickly. How long? The restaurant industry is not for me, Steve. I think I worked two shifts as a cocktail waitress, and yeah. I was like, I can't do this. I'm not good at this. I don't know how to carry it's the okay tray. To know I don't know what drink you're ordering. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Hey. So they put me in the coat room and listen. How long I made, did that last? Oh, it lasted a long time. I made a <laughs> lot of damn money in that coat room. There I you was go. a great coat hanger. Coat person. <laughs> coat hanger. <laughs> yeah, I, I was 14 and a half when I got my first job. Wow. And, uh, I mean, it was at McDonald's. We've talked about this many times, but uh, I remember the first day, Preston, and uh, the, you know, like, like the first real day, because there was training, and you watch the videos and whatever, and then they put you behind the counter or third fry guy or whatever. It's yeah. there's a lot that happens and yep. it's it's kind of daunting. So uh, you mentioned fourteen and a half. So my daughter's fourteen, and Casey's uh, daughter and Chuck D'Amico's daughter both work in this little cafe in Wildwood Crest. And so my daughter is friends with them. Yeah, and she's like, you know, well maybe I could work there. And you can get special uh, working, well, papers. working papers so that right. a kid that age can go and do you know a handful yeah, of the hours. parents sign off on it. So we went by there the other day just so she could see what right. it's like. And it's also? it's this <laughs> tiny little place. Yeah, Casey, I counted the people behind the counter. I think there were eight people working back there. Yeah, and well, because it, it gets busy. You know, and it so, was we went yeah. there during uh, it was a little bit of a lull, but there was a decent amount. Right. And they are just like boom, 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 work, 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 work. This, that, that, and. That. I'm looking at my daughter's face, and I'm not saying anything, and I'm seeing if she's taking in the amount of work that it takes to do that kind of job, you know? And think that, about that. It's overwhelming. It, it is, and think about that. And I'm trying to place myself back in that position where, uh, because you, you know, we we did do, we did have chores that we did around the house. We 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 brought a uh, a litigator to come into a work, yeah. our, our, our contract with our parents. Yeah. But the basic gist was we didn't get an allowance, but there were chores we were expected to do. When you're in a business situation for the first time, and this is a stranger telling you, you must do this, this, and this to get your money. You know, mm-hmm. to get, to, in other words, and here's how it's, you, you, your mind has to be reframed a little bit, you know, because right. there's, it's not like it's, oh, dad, I didn't, I'm sorry about that. It's like, this, it's this person's business. And you, it, oh, it, yeah. You have to understand that. You know? The thing about those, those jobs, uh, the, the restaurant jobs, if you give it a couple weeks, you get it. You, yeah. you figure the system yeah. out. And... Every job's like that. Yeah, right. right? Most right. every job like that, unless it's something that, that you adore and you come in w- to with a special knack or, or a, a pre, uh, you know, a disposition for. Otherwise, everything's going to be like that. You're going to get over that that painful bump. And once you get into a groove, yep. yeah. you may not love it, but you'll get it. Yeah, I am actually, um, I, you know, I was disappointed when I found out that he was working. He was going to deliver pizzas for Domino's. I was like, because he's down the shore doesn't seem like a down the shore job to me and i was hope i was hoping he would do something more wreck diving no well <laughs> you, kinda, you about, really have to train for that yeah. but like something more down the shorey kind of right kind like of a work. bike shop or like something like that yeah there there's a i mean and there is not 
uh, maybe not the bike shop, but like he's just so personable, right? That something more like well, don't you think? So to me, anything like that, and you guys are down there now. You're you're in the thick of it, and we go down. And, you know, anytime I've gone down during the height of summer, it's bam, 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 bam. There's so many people, and it's moving, and yeah. the, the potential to make the potential to make tip money. On a delivery job like that, I think is pretty yes. good. Yes, his opportunity to make money. Is, yeah, is definitely and I think good. once that starts to happen, he'll he'll get into it. Yeah, yeah. So you thinking it more like working at the boardwalk or something like that? Um, well, boardwalk is a potential um, guessing people's weight. Um, well, just more more. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> he'll get hurt. Well, that actually, way. he could You're do that. 100. You're 111 pounds. Uh, Maurice, well, thank you. Maurice, and, uh, Maurice has that. Uh, yeah. Maurice has a guy that guesses weight. Or it's either like age, weight, or height, or yeah. I forget what it is. But, you know, uh, it's something yeah. like that. Um, I don't know. Uh, psychic? Not a psychic. Psych- not a psychic. Well, no. Do you all agree? No, but I know what you're talking about because I thought the same thing. It's not like a shore-ish job. Like- it's, it's dominoes, and you can work dominoes anywhere. And also, I had heard he was going to... Because I saw him yesterday. Uh, <laughs> the, he asked for not the late shift, and they're, they're having work till like, 3 o'clock in the morning. Well, do, do you all agree, though, that uh, to have at least one fast food or restaurant experience in your no. working arsenal no. is good? I, I agree 100%. I, I think it is. Yeah. And, and, I, I think when terrible. you're on, on the, boom, 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 and, and, and you're asked to really well, roll what you all Let me say. ask you. Well, Steve, I learned. literally almost was brought to tears. I, yeah. I, I could There's not do it. There's somebody crying in the coat check room. <laughs> Steve, I, I say, <laughs> listen, she's if, blowing her nose in my coat. <laughs> if you are... Somebody who likes to go out to eat, then absolutely. So you can understand what those people are going through. Right. And I worked at, a, I was probably the same, uh, about 14, maybe almost 15 years old when I was a busboy at a restaurant. Huh. Uh, woefully underpaid. <laughs> like, so So I appreciate the bus, you know. And you you were a server too, right? I was a server uh, after that, but like I was a busboy first. It's that a good, sucked. It's a good set of skills. It's, it's, it's a good way to roll with things being thrown at you. And when people want... Most employers want somebody who's going to be able to say, "Okay, I'm not going to keep going to the boss on this. I'm going to make a, I'm going to make a call on, on these different things." And you do kind of learn that, I think, in a restaurant situation. One of the best jobs I ever had was as a server. I, I've mentioned this too. It was a place called Murphy's. It was down in uh, Alexandria. It was on King Street, and um, it was a great job. It really taught me what it, it's like to be a server, to appreciate how hard they work, but it also helps you to organize. Um, your skills, like, you you know, uh, customer relations, obviously, but, like, memorization, um, organization, like, there, there's a whole lot of... Time management. Time, yeah. Yeah, there's it's so tough. much that goes into serving and making sure that you're taking care of all the tables properly. Everything that goes into it, and then on top of all of it, you can make some pretty good cash. Well, it, and that's part of the deal. You've got to learn how to learn. In my second job, I had a problem with the nomenclature. Which one was the John? Which one was the trick? <laughs> Who was the pimp? Uh-huh. And I'm like, yep. to get all that clear yeah. Yeah. was That'd hard. take her like a month or so. Oh, my yeah. God. Uh, I'm going to go to <laughs> Edward. Edward, good morning. Good morning. What's up, Ed? I had my first job when I was 14. I'm 34 right now. And actually, to prepare for it, I had to work out with weights about a year before. I delivered ice for Brandywine Ice Company. Oh, wow. Oh, my God. Wow. Uh, My dad was already a driver for a long period of time, so he said, when you're 14, I'm taking you on the the truck, take you out during the summertime and throw ice. How tough was that, man? Um, I mean, it was a great job, really, for a start off. I, you know, it's much different than, you know, just working in a store or scooping ice cream. 
you have to be able to lift all that ice all day yeah. and you're going to go home with some pains and everything but i may you need to put some ice on that that's what they used to say too put some ice on it yeah. nice that's what caused it yeah of course well so but again i think something like that so my first job was at a Montgomery Ward, a catalog store where they you could order everything from salt shakers to canoes. Yeah. So I was moving, I was moving um, like boats and stuff in the back. And the guy had every type of respiratory illness you could possibly have. The manager, so he would like he would lift up a sticky note and have to go to the hospital. Yeah. So I was moving everything around in the back, and it 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 taught me that sort of deal, you know. And, you know, also, though, at that age, like, it is still a little bit. I mean, he's still a kid. He's still young. Or I guess he's not a kid, but whatever. He's still young. And so to do something that's enjoyable. So for me, the the restaurant thing didn't work out. But what did was um, lifeguarding and working at the pool and running the pool and the snack bar and, like, all of that kind of stuff. So And and that was more of, like, that was more of an atmosphere where I was. You felt like you were in your element. Well, and also I was working. I I then became friends with people. So now we were this group of friends that really went to work. Work friends make, make, make a difference. I mean, that was my summer after work we would go home we'd quick shower and we'd meet up again and we'd hang out so you know more of like a crowd that you can become friendly quick with. question though when you so and maybe this Preston, i want to ask you for 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 carter when that first check gets handed over yeah. and it, it's not going to be a million dollars but when you do you think that to me that was like i remember like my, my first check i'm like oh <laughs> i've been i've been officially paid to do work wow <laughs> Yeah, and I, I remember that was a real pivotal thing. Maybe because he wants to buy a uh, a motorized uh, longboard. Okay, uh, so he wants he's got a yeah. goal in mind. Yeah. So maybe if he gets that cash in his hand, he'll go. Okay, I'm and I ne- I never had a tip job. I never had a job where you get tipped. He can get yeah. tipped, and yeah. and he is he's got the kind of personality where he shows up. Right. Yeah. Uh, It'll, I think it'll work in his favor. Here's a new thing that I haven't seen before, uh, but they usually when you would get your tips, you would go home with your tips that day. You, yeah. you work that day and you go home with cash in your hand, but they're putting tips into your check now. So they'll, they'll essentially they'll, they'll pull the tips huh. for a week and then... and then. Um, so you got to give them the cash at the end of the night? Uh, yeah, I guess uh, the the managers, whoever, and then you have to you pull the the entire yeah the two thousand tips yeah right yeah. the staff will pull the tips for the entire week. So right. what's happening with your daughter? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, well, pulling tips that way behind the counter is is a common thing, right? I don't know. Yeah, I, so, I just so my, my my wife worked at a restaurant for years, and they they would you know they would pull tips constantly. We never yeah. ever pulled tips ever. Did you have to tip out the the bus? Uh, the, the bus boys or anything? Yeah, like that's that? why. Well, yeah, and that. Right. So that's why. And when I was a bus boy, I always got screwed over. It was a, it was a, it was a slow night, honey. I'm like, yeah, for you, it was a slow night. Yeah. For me, I busted my ass. So what's this? We ass. Yeah. Well, so I always took care of the uh, the bus uh, kids. Go take care of the bus. Boys, yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna go to Bill. Hey, Bill. Good morning. Bill, you are on the air. Bill. Yeah. Hey, yes, Bill. Phil. 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 Oh, Phil. Phil. What's, up? Phil. What's up, Phil? I just was laughing at your son, and this is not a this is not to uh, criticize. I just laughed because my first job, I was about ten years old. Wow. Uh, I I sat next to a uh, produce stand on the side of the road, and made three dollars an hour to sell corn and peaches and apples and uh, whatever. They dropped me off at eight o'clock in the morning and picked me up at three. Aww. So so, Phil, let me ask you. Uh, you you um. So did you have like a little cash box there and everything? You were managing the money? Oh, yeah. Somewhere I, at the end of the day, there was a couple hundred bucks there. Now, did they give you a sidearm as well just to make sure? <laughs> Absolutely 
Hey, <laughs> Phil, hang on a second. So who who owned the the stand? Was it your parents? Well, no, you would you would know that you might know the name from the short. Uh, Tony's? Apple picking Apple picking Frankie's funnel cakes. I don't that know that big. one, no. But I know Frank- Butt Munch and Larry's uh, <laughs> <laughs> cinnamon sticks. Yeah. Butt Munch and Larry's cinnamon sticks. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, I'll try that place. Frankie had a bunch of uh, funnel cake stands at the shore. Uh, how how so is a nine-year-old are you able to work? <laughs> that seems like way too young. That seems like child labor. Well, my, my it was. My brother, my brother was 15, and he ran the farm where they picked the peaches and the grapes and all that. By so. child labor, I mean illegal. No, no, uh, honestly, <laughs> Preston, it was. I have 40 babies pulling my car. Oh, my God. So, yeah, you, it doesn't matter, just as long as people don't know about it. No, yeah. he's right, though, but it's so, if, in other words, Phil, if, if it's not a member of your family or something and you're being hired by somebody else, I, I don't think that's legal. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, it wasn't legal. Okay. Like I said, my, my, brother ran the, my brother was 15 and ran the farm. All right. Okay. Well, then you kind of had it in there. Yeah, wow. See, I, um, Thanks, Phil. My summer jobs, and I, I was talking about this last week. I never, ever worked with my friends, uh, but when I work, I ended up making friends at work. Do you know right. what I mean? So that, cast, yeah. I did as well. Yeah. Yeah. So, so a lot of my early, like, <laughs> so the Montgomery Ward was, an, <laughs> everyone there was 100 years old. So that was not, and, and the people who used the catalog were 100 years old. When I got to Dunkin' Donuts, though. Yeah, that's because you had all the the waitresses and you had all the that all that stuff going on. Preston, that's when I first was introduced to the Hobart mixer. You guys have waitresses at, at uh, oh they had behind the counter, all the counter help. Oh okay. yeah, yeah, nice. Yeah, but, the yeah. Hobart. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I remember working over slaving over that thing forever. Uh, let me go to David. Hey, David. Good morning. How's it going? Good, man. What's up, buddy? Nothing. Uh, my parents got divorced when I was like nine, so my dad would have me for the summer. And I would go working on roofs and doing additions for them <laughs> all summer long. When when you were how old? Twelve. Twelve. Wow. How much did you get paid? Do you remember? Thousand dollars. He paid me week. with a Slurpee. A Slurpee. Hey, so that's slave labor. Yeah. That is Dude. slave labor. Dude. Yeah, yeah but that's, that happen, That happens a Dude, lot. That was where people don't have childcare, and you go to work with your parents. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So he had you doing the real deal roofing work. Yeah, I would slide him the shingles. He would tack them on. I'd just keep doing that all all day. Honestly, David, I would have held a nail gun to the back of his head. Great, <laughs> just taking him out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Said, Here's your Slurpee, no. pal. Do you appreciate I'm going to make it? your brain Slurpee. Do you look back at that fondly, or, or are you a little bit pissed? Oh, no, I'm I'm glad I did it. No, honestly, th- there is something to be said for building up that, that work ethic oh, and, yeah. and, and for building up that appreciation of of. Time invested and, and working hard at something there's will also, yield a result. There's also something to be said for letting a child be a child uh, for a summer. But it's, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's well, I could understand why his dad may have done it out of necessity and uh, yeah. only want to pay him in slurpees. But <laughs> this is the last summer that my child will be a child. That's it. Yeah, next yeah. summer he, he's getting yeah. a job. And James was asking me to work this summer, and I said no. Yeah. I said like, <laughs> dude, just because take this in, take it in. It's yeah. your last summer because next. What, how old is he? Uh, he'll be 14 in July. And what's Ben? Uh, a little bit older than Seamus. He's already 14. That's funny, Casey, because uh, Ben was not asking to work this summer. <laughs> <laughs> My ex-wife and I were talking about whether or not we were going to put him to work this summer, but he's got a lot going on. He's got camp. And so we're like, you know what? Enjoy this one. Right. Because uh, next summer you're going to be working. Take the summer. Meet loose women. Have a blast. Yeah. No, I, at 15 is when I started. <clears throat> I mean, I've been working full time 40 hours since I was 15. Yeah. 
Wow. Okay. Yeah, we waited a little bit. I, uh, now, Carter was doing uh, summer activities. He was doing this color guard thing. He was right. rehearsing, practicing all the time. So we're like, okay, we'll let him do that, and then we'll worry about the job thing later. Uh, but this is the first year doing it. Uh, I'm going to go to Thaddeus. Hey, Thaddeus, good morning. Hey, morning, guys. Morning, bud. What's up? Hold on. I'm choking on a Wawa hash brown. Hold on. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, That's the only way to choke, bro. We caught you at a bad moment. Yeah, well, I got you on the phone, and then I said, I'm hungry, so let me go into Wawa. <laughs> 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 Sorry. That's okay. Anyway, my first job, I was 15. cleaning. I was cleaning bathrooms in a department store with a guy... My trainer, he looked like Sloth from the Goonies. <laughs> yeah. And, um, you know, we would go around, pick up dirty diapers, and, you know, in the hallways. And uh, there was a guy that used to come in the bathrooms, and he would just, it looked like somebody got murdered. He <laughs> oh would blow God. it up. His name was the Mad, I can't say it on the Crapper air. Crapper or Esser. Shiter, his, yeah. the, the Mad Shiter. Yes. The Mad Shiter. I like it. <laughs> so oh. this guy showed me, this guy looked like Sloth showed me how to wipe down you know the, the 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 panels and the you know and then one time I found a chicken wing. It was more like a chicken thigh in the urinal. <laughs> oh my and god! To, Some people pee chicken wings. It happens. But, but, um, <coughs> excuse me. <laughs> you're choking on a hash brown. Yeah. I'm choking on a hash brown. Yeah. <laughs> well, you're burning off that bathroom cleaning money. <laughs> oh man! But, but it was traumatizing being a child, you know. And I didn't know. Do I put a glove on to pull this chicken thigh out of the urinal, or do I? Yeah. How do I? You put a glove thing? on. <laughs> uh, no, no. But I mean that. that yeah. We've all had that. Yeah, so I quit that job. I, I never went back. Uh, listen, cleaning bathrooms is something that I've done a number of times in various jobs, yeah. and 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 I I had those nightmare situations, and you Thanks, know so. things like that make you appreciate better jobs. Yeah, or you know makes you make you know when you you don't blow up or treat bathrooms bad because you know people got to clean. I have them to up. clean those bathrooms. Yeah, so because right. uh, you know as a lifeguard we had to clean the bathrooms as well. That was your side work when you got off the stand. You had to go and, and patrol the area. Yeah. Um, and so he became a manager, and they just had other people do it. <laughs> exactly, and then pay him with Slurpees. Funny enough, Kath, I was uh, I was never given a management position. Uh, but so I talked to this kid at the blood drive on Friday. He's like, "Hey, I got a quick poop, quick poop story for you." And he had, uh, long story short, he had to go so bad there was somebody in the stall. He crapped into a urinal. Yeah, and I was like, and then you cleaned it up. He's like, nah, I just left. I was like, oh. dude, oh, <laughs> like, how would you clean it up though if you're not? If I you would try. Yeah. I would try to clean it up. You know, instead of leaving it for the poor person behind like, the counter. Yeah, it's like with a dog. You go get a plastic bag yeah. in there and you <laughs> you pull it out. Uh, I will go to this. Would be interesting. I have Ashley. Uh, good morning, Ashley. Hi. Hey. Yeah. Hey. My, uh, my fiance uh, talks about this. He's actually a really hard worker even now to this day. But uh, when he was like 12 or 13 years old, he used to help his dad dig graves by hand. Oh by hand? hand? They wouldn't even yeah. use shovels? Yeah. Was his dad a hitman or something? Or what's going on here? What's that? Was he a hitman? No, no. That was his job. Like, he worked for the graveyard. Like he's all, And he still he did that up until like he was an adult, you know, it, recently. But well, the world needs ditch diggers, too. <laughs> Wow! So so um, so hand shoveling? No, you know, just no just backhoes. Old, old just style. using oh, shovels. Oh yeah, no, he eventually got a backhoe, and you know that was a big thing. But yeah, for a while it was just by hand, and he like through the heat, through the I mean the hard mm. when the ground was all hard and stuff. They would, oh yeah, it, it, it tells me stories all the time about hours and hours digging, and then 
you know, waiting for the ceremony or whatever to be over, and then they fill it back in. Like, yeah, oh, that's, that's that is hard ass work. Yeah, yeah. But, but brutal. Wow. Yeah, brutal. What is it? What does he do now? What does Ash? What does your husband do? He's for a him? laborer. He's a, he's a, works for the union. He's a laborer in the union. All right. Okay. All, All right. Worker. All right. Thank you, Ashley. Yeah. Thank you. Man, digging graves. Mm-hmm. That's tough work. Kid. Yeah. That'd be tough. Yeah. Uh, hang on a second here. Nikki, uh, her son has his first job right now. Hi, Nikki. Good morning. Hi. Good morning, guys. Hey. What's up, Nikki? Um. Yeah. I have two sons. They're nineteen and sixteen. Very different personalities. But the older one's been working since he was 16. The younger one, uh, about a month ago, we're eating in a restaurant that's, like, our favorite place. And he's like, I think I want to get a job here. So um, he did. He applied on the spot. They hired him. He's a busboy. And just, like, three days ago, he told me that he wants to quit because it's a big place. It's constantly busy. Yeah. And he said it's just he has a little bit of anxiety he's like it's too much it's it's always always busy mm-hmm. and um they give a pretty nice discount for the family so, <laughs> so you better you stay. better stay <laughs> <laughs> well nikki nikki is is it a case of i mean if he can get over that hump because he's you're only going to encounter it over and over and over again as you go from job to job where you come in you don't know what's going on it's overwhelming but as preston said earlier you clear that hump and you get used to it you get into the groove I'm, try- I'm trying to keep him in there a little bit longer, but as soon as he announced, like, I don't think this is for me, his brother was like, what about our discount? <laughs> <laughs> Nikki, how long has he been there? Um, Probably four or five weeks. Okay, so he's been there long enough to get the yeah. feel for it, so he doesn't like it. Well, start going there for dinner every night <laughs> right. of the week. A lot of takeouts. <laughs> wow. I wonder how many times Thanks, that happens Nikki. where the parents will guide the kids towards a job at a place they want a discount from. <laughs> right, you know, right. And that's the thing also she said it, it was one of his favorite places and if you have a really if you have a favorite place you may want to consider not getting a job there yeah. to keep it your favorite yeah. place. Yeah. Cuz otherwise you start to learn what's going on behind the scenes and also if you're if you work in the restaurant industry at least in my experience and other people I've talked to you get tired of the food of where you work. Even if it's the greatest food in the world. Exactly. It's, uh, it's just you have you've had it enough. Yep. Uh, Tech says, uh, what's up, Preston Steve? I'm actually working at my first job right now. Oh. I'm 19, and I'm an electrical apprentice. Nice. That's okay. a good gig. That's a trade. Yeah. You're working on right there. So that's a good one, man. Uh, hang on a second. Let me go. Oh, well, this sounds interesting. I'll go to Adam. Hey, Adam, good morning. Good morning. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Paul McCartney. What's up, Adam? What's going on? Yeah, about eight, year, eight years old. My mom was friends with a health food store owner. And they had me come across the street to their house, three dollars an hour, sorting out garbanzo beans like chickpeas. <laughs> sorting you were out. sorting. What do you sort? What like beans? you were removing the duds or what was? Well, well, yeah. Well, basically, they would have like little stones or like uh, I don't know, like hard ones or whatever the hell they were, and uh, they would dump out the big bags, the burlap bags, and sort them out on the tabletop, and I put all the good ones in a bucket. And uh, needless to say, it didn't last that long because it was boring. It was all yeah, dude. Money. That's monotonous. That is yeah. just oh, yeah. monotonous. That sounds work. really engaging, right? Well, you know, back then it was like Swedish fish were a penny and all that. Yeah, jazz. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know? Wow. Yeah. What do you do? Sort so, chickpeas. Chickpeas. Yeah. Wow. yeah. That was a pain in the nuts. And how how do you feel about chickpeas now, Adam? Can you eat them? Uh, I guess in different forms. What is it like? Tofu they make that hummus. Of? Hummus. No, hummus. that's soybean. That's soybean. Yeah, okay. hummus, dude. 
Yeah, but I mean, you know, like I said, eight years old, it was it my first really game. Make an it doesn't, it doesn't, yeah. The <laughs> word means nothing no, to him he, now. He, he, that it's... part of his brain is dead. His, the, the chickpea center in his brain has been deadened. He can't even. Thanks, and that's because I understand. He can't even. What is this word? <laughs> I, I said on this like four yeah. times. He didn't Chick even acknowledge <laughs> it. <laughs> you can't even say it, can you? No. <laughs> it's hummus. Say it again. <laughs> hummus. <laughs> oh, no, no. What? Chickpea. Better. I can't say it. <laughs> <laughs> Just leave him alone. <laughs> Chick. P. Chick P. There you go. You got Nailed it now. It. Good job. Nailed it. All right. Interesting. All right. Well, I'll tell you if he lasts or not. This is my son Carter. How many days? First in? day of work. One day. Okay. That was just his first impression, but I okay. thought it would speak to those who are starting a, you know, who, a summer job. Who something. at home says, I got some time to kill. I'd love to drive around and, and randomly deliver food to people. Right. Because I, it's just something everyone enjoys. No. But. Again, he has the personality that'll make him likable when he delivers those pizzas. Tips. And I think he can get those tips. Yeah, we'll see. All right, listen, I want to take a break. Come back in a second. I got some bizarre file stories for you. We're going to talk to our first guest of the day. So return, so stay because we'll be back in just a moment. Love MMR? Buy some gear. Check out the rock shop at WMMR.com. Snazzy. The most hated jeweler in America makes it so easy to get engaged. Meet the beautiful, classy, and brilliant Krista. She's Stephen's most loved engagement ring and will dazzle. She takes the stress and guesswork out of finding the perfect ring. A bright white, high-quality, round, brilliant diamond in a classic solitaire setting. Meet Krista today, starting at under $700. Online at IHateStevenSinger.com or at the other corner of 8th and Walnut by appointment only. Free shipping and interest-free financing. It's so easy. Steven Singer Jewelers. That's I hate Steven Singer.com. Summer is here and your local Acme is stocked and ready with the freshest meats and produce. It's the perfect time to fire up the grill, take in a game, and discover why summer is better with Acme. Skip the line and shop online at acmemarkets.com. An experienced Acme associate will carefully select your order and bring the groceries right to your car. Place your first online order and get $30 off when you spend $75 or more. Limitations and restrictions apply. Visit acmemarkets.com for details. More of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Bizarre file time. Bizarre. WMMR presents Bizarre. Preston and Steve's Bizarre, Bizarre file. All right, and it is brought to you by A.D. Moyer Lumber. A.D. Moyer Lumber has been supplying quality building materials and service for over 80 years. Four generations, one family, one commitment. You can learn more at ADMoyer.com. Uh, This is pretty wild, man. Uh, Three people, it's a terrible story, are dead, and two remain missing after five people who were tubing, intertubing on a North Carolina river, went over the edge of a dam. That's horrible. The five tubers were part of a group of nine people total who went tubing on the Dan River on Wednesday evening. Uh, The group's tubes were believed to be tied together, but at one point several came apart. Uh, the tubers floated over the dam, located near a local power plant. I think of, as of today, President, I think I, they found another body. Oh, they did? Okay, because yeah. they were missing. They were still right. looking for two. Four people who were hanging on to various items were rescued from the river. They were sent to a hospital for treatment. They are expected to recover. 
Uh, there were two people still missing at the time of this story, but maybe they found another search and rescue effort is still underway. That is horrible. Ooh, that's a nightmare for me, man, for anybody. Police said they think that uh, they have cracked the case of a rash of car break-ins over the last few weeks in New Hampshire after a four-legged suspect was finally caught on camera. Police said a black bear was caught on a home security camera mm-hmm. breaking into a car. They believe several reports of car break-ins can be blamed on the animal. Several reports of car break-ins. So is the bear using a blackjack or is it just like a... He's in a Slim Jim. Yeah, right. Yeah, to get in. Uh, the bear has been causing some damage. Okay. According to Chief Kenneth Miller. Got it. Uh, they said it damaged the uh, bumper on one vehicle, the truck bed cover on another one, and the front seat interior of another. If you've ever seen a bear gain access to a vehicle, they can do it. I mean, they get the nails up like under the window. They'll pull that out. They'll get in. If you oh, have yeah. food in the car, they're going to get in. Police believe the bear is hungry and looking for its next meal. Uh, police said it's a good reminder for people to be extra careful with food this time of year. Uh, they said we are asking residents to remove food from vehicles. Do not leave trash outside. Don't leave trash inside trunks or truck beds. Be aware of bird feeders or anything like that. Anything that will attract bears. I just put a bird feeder in my car. Uh, the bear has not been spotted making any trouble besides the break-ins. But New Hampshire fish game, fishing game uh, has been notified. And they said that it's not unusual to see bears this time of year. Breaking into cars, a little bit odd. There's another tragedy that happened over the weekend. Daredevil Alex Harville died Thursday while practicing for a world record motorcycle ramp jump. Officials in Washington State said he was only 28 years old. Yeah, this footage is horrifying, too. They they caught every second of it. Harville was uh, hoping to break the record of a 351-foot jump, according to the uh, Moses Lake Air Show, where his attempt was scheduled. A video of the practice jump at the Grant County International Airport posted the social media uh, to social media showed his motorcycle running directly into the top edge of the large dirt berm that was being used as his landing ramp, and he was thrown from the bike. So if you think about that, 351 feet, that is, that's longer than a football field. Right, right. Football field's 300 feet. Wow. I mean, that's a huge jump. So when he lands, though, it, it had to be the way his body was flung because it looks like it's, it's, a, it looks like it's loose dirt that he lands in, mm-hmm. but his body ragdolls, right. and that's obviously what killed him. Uh, he was trying to break a record set by Australia's Robbie Madison, uh, who set that in 2008. Harville already owned a Guinness World Record for his, of his own with a 297-foot dirt-to-dirt jump in 2013. Uh, I don't know why they have to jump onto something that's like a mound, right? Why not like elongate that so if you are short, you know, at least you're going to be landing on flat ground. You know what I mean? Uh, I don't know. Mm. You look at the... Like, I always think of that footage of Evil Knievel at the uh, Caesar's Palace mm-hmm. jump in slow motion. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's pretty hard to yeah. watch. Residents of Thornton, North uh, New Hampshire, can now rest easy. That's the same story I had earlier. <laughs> but it, it's, it was good, man. Yeah. It was written differently. Yeah. <laughs> a woman died this week after she fell more than 200 feet from a Wyoming peak while on a sunrise hike with her husband. Oh, yeah, the sheriff's office said it received a report at about 5.50 a.m. local time that a woman identified as 28-year-old Callie Ost had fallen off of Steamboat Point, a peak in the Bighorn Mountains. Uh, at the time, Ost's husband was unsure of where she was. Multiple agencies responded, and they were able to uh, find her after they searched for about 45 minutes at the base of Steamboat Point. Steamboat Point's was southwest side. Was it a limited 
light situation because they were going at sunrise? They didn't indicate if, what might be the, the cause. The sheriff's office said that Austin, her husband, had hiked to the top uh, to see the sunrise and had reached the top when she fell. Oh. It's unclear why she fell. There's no indications of foul play, and her death is being treated as an accident. But yet another story of people in these uh, climbing situations, there's been a lot of them either lost or fallen and, and just horrible accidents. So another one to add to the list. All right, how about let's get something a little nicer. Uh, how about this one? Okay, when Rachel Carl... Moved to Boston for college, she received a surprising gift. It was a ticket to the New England Aquarium that had been in her great aunt's wallet for nearly four decades. It was issued in 1983. It was a late gate ticket. They were given out to visitors who arrived too late in the day to enjoy the aquarium, but were able to return on another day and make it up. Uh, The aquarium stopped issuing the tickets about 25 years ago, but when Carl arrived on June 11th, aquarium staff agreed to honor her ticket and allow her entrance. But she could only see the aquatic life that was alive at the time her grandmother would have Right, exactly. (laughs) Carl shared a picture of the ticket on Twitter and thanked the aquarium for the generosity. She said, I walked over to the ticket office and explained the story of the ticket. They took a look at the ticket. They laughed and they said, well... It says, come back any time, and there's no expiration date on it. By the way, we we hated your grandmother. Uh, She said, I didn't know what to expect. I promised my great-aunt Kit that I would try, whether they honored it or not. She and I would uh, have been glad uh, to see the story through, so we're glad they honored it. So today, to go to the aquarium, it costs like $35. Yes, yeah. So she actually saved a decent amount of money. I got to get over to the aquarium again. I love it. And there you go. We'll wrap it up there. That's all I have in the bizarre file for you this morning. Uh, our next guest is part of the big friggin' deal that this we have. Is, this is a big mother. Uh, yeah, in fact, uh, you're expecting this to go very, very quickly. <laughs> yes. Uh, but the deal is that you get one same-day ride and water park combo ticket for just $40 for Maury's Piers. Yeah. So 40 bucks same day, and you get both Piers, right, Case? Mm-hmm. All right, so you can get this at WMMR.com, and the keyword is deal. And we are going to welcome back to our show, because he's been on before. We had him live at Keenan's uh, one year. Yes. He's been here in our studio. Please welcome Mr. Jack Morris hey, hey. of Morris Piers. Hey, Jack, good morning. Hey there. Morning, guys. Hey, how, Hey. so how, how far, how you doing, man? Summer officially started yesterday. We had a nice hot, muggy day to begin mm-hmm. with. And how are things so far at Morris Piers? I was doing okay. I hear you guys are available for summer workloads. <laughs> yes, my son. Uh, yeah, we just we just got a uh, a property in uh, Wildwood Crest, so this is our first summer uh, down there as a family. And my kids are are getting part time jobs. So, are you are you hiring? Well, hell yeah, we're hiring. We're part-time jobs. How, how old are they? Uh, he's nineteen. Uh, well, if they're over five, we'll take them. Uh, they're over five. I like your style, nice. Jack. Jack knows how to get it done. Actually, I, you know what, Casey? I think we saw Jack drive by us on Saturday. Yeah, we were at Sunset Lake, and you uh, you came cruising by. I believe you were in your maybe you were in your Jeep. I thought you were in your Jeep. It was a Jeep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Does it have, it has yeah. stickers all over it? Yeah, that's me trying to be a. 16-year-old girl. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Well, Casey and I were uh we were at the the piers uh last weekend. Mm-hmm. We were shooting a commercial. We got to uh we got to ride the uh, the tram car. The runaway tram. We were down there. Uh Preston had not been on it. I have. I was uh, you know, so I'm an I'm an old pro, but I was just kind of showing Preston the ropes. You guys are raving about it. 
Uh, yeah, it's good, Ryan. We obviously had a, uh, you know, not too many people wrote it last year, obviously. But, yep. uh, but hey, we are off to a pretty good start here. And uh, there's a lot of people in town yesterday. It felt really, uh, it felt good. It felt uh, as normal as normal can get, I can tell you that. Listen, so, with, Jack, with the whole thing, obviously, you're in it. It's, it's you know, family business and so on and so forth. But I, I'm sure one of the, the, the big impetus for this is when you are able to see all these families, all these people out there having a great time at its core, that has to be what it's about for you, correct? Uh, yeah, always. Sure as hell isn't about the money, I'll tell you that. <laughs> it's not about the money. <laughs> well, Jack, I, mean, I know we were kidding around a minute ago, but, um, you know, there there is an employment issue down the shore this summer. You know, a lot of people used to come over from overseas, and I'm curious as to how staffing has been for you, uh, you know, spring, in the spring leading up to the summer. Do you, are you really actively looking for employees? Well, we are. I mean, we're hiring. You know, our website is, is, you know, the first thing you see is hiring, so you get the message pretty quick on that. Uh, but we actually have staffed up uh, pretty nicely compared to what we really were, were sharing uh, a few months ago because uh, the J-1 international program has uh, – uh, it is open. But, yeah. um, you know, we're at, about a, we're at about a third of normal, 25% of normal. Wow. But, uh, uh, but uh, golly, American kids do work. So uh, we've got a bunch <laughs> of Americans. <laughs> Come and see our Americans. <laughs> hey, Jack, you know, with, with last year being the, the big disappointment uh, that it was, did that, um, you know, some places saw an opportunity to maybe get some, uh, I don't know, sprucing up work done or anything like that, or maybe working on projects that have been set aside? And, you know, when you have a place that is as popular as yours is um, and, and you're constantly overrun by uh, people that are there and, and filling up, it, it can, you know, maybe have an opportunity to uh, work on some things, or was it just um, just kind of let things rest last year? Um, two different categories. At the, at the piers, it was really mostly rest. Places, places of sort of mass attendance, place, places that rely on people in close proximity to each other, mm-hmm. um, had little chance for reinvention recipes. Right. Uh, but our hotels, I have to say, we did major investments in all of our hotels. Uh-huh. Uh, by creating more more open space, uh, better dining opportunities, and uh, so we're pretty pretty pleased with uh, pretty pleased with the it's the brand of a company called Mori Resorts, and uh, and we just opened things up, double dining space, and uh, so far so good. Cool, excellent. All right, so we have this special deal uh, that's going on, and it's forty dollars. You get a one same day ride and water park combos. Uh, so we're expecting that to fly off the shelves today at uh, WMMR.com. And is that uh, – so that's everything. You can you can take advantage of everything with those passes, right? You can do it all. It even includes a uh, a, uh, a seat uh, in my brother's pit's uh, aerobatic airplane. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, wow. I've seen them, Steve. You, you, so if you ever are down there and you see like a uh, like an open cockpit yeah. biplane or whatever doing like twists and turns and flips and loop doos That's him. That's his brother. Wow. Yeah. All right, cool. Yeah, no, it doesn't it doesn't include the seatbelt. You gotta <laughs> no, you gotta provide that. Yeah. Are you a passenger from but, time to time, Jack? <laughs> Hell no, I wouldn't get that thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, forget that. You you'll take risks, but that's a little too much. But listen, it, it this is awesome. Preston's right, this this deal is going to go fast, so and, and people are, are, are super excited for this, so Here's to a good, healthy summer. Oh yeah, definitely. And as a as a new newer resident down there, what what do you recommend? What what's something that I should experience uh, this summer while being in the Wildwood area? Well, um, uh, can I promote ourselves? Is that okay? Yeah, absolutely. Yes. 
uh, I think we have really two great beach bars, uh, Pig Dog and Dog Friendly. It's just a great, 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 beautiful place at the, right at the base of the Ferris wheel, uh, Oceanside. And then we have Stubborn Brothers, which uh, which is pretty good, too. All right. Yeah, what I what I didn't know about uh, Pig Dog is Casey and I were down there because I hadn't ventured all the way to the back part of uh, of the pier uh, was that oceanfront property that's there and all the you know the cabanas and the spots to hang out. There's all kinds of games and stuff to keep you entertained. So that was a really cool surprise to me. Yeah, you know, listen. There's for a long time we've been sort of for the kid and all of us, and what we forgot maybe is that uh, you know once you get to around. Once you have kids, you know, the kid and all of us also means you've got to take care of mom and dad. You know? <laughs> right. Hence <laughs> the bars. And we, yeah. And we, and we think that mom's like wine and, you know, and dad's like whatever mama likes. So Nice. There you go. There you yep. go. And then I believe so starting. Got, so we've got some beach bars now. What's up? No, starting this Friday, we're going to have uh, fireworks every Friday night. That's uh, right next to Mariner's Pier, which is great. That's a nice little perk that, uh, you know, people that, uh, that go down there every single Friday night, you get a little fireworks show. Fireworks are back, and if I'm not mistaken, you could uh, watch them from Pig Dog. That's the closest. Uh, that's the closest spot, and uh, it's uh, yeah, it doesn't get much more uh, sort of uh, Americana than fireworks yeah. in the back of the Ferris wheel. For well, sure. yeah. Well, so it's funny you should say that. I actually uh, once a summer I will ride the Ferris wheel as the fireworks are going off, which is really, really it's a cool experience. <laughs> It's it's a psychedelic experience. Yeah. <laughs> he drops some acid. You're all good to go. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, listen, Jack. We just wanted to get you on and promote the uh, the big freaking deal, and that lasts as long as it lasts. We'll see how it goes today. And you can go to wmmr.com, and the keyword is deal. So get those uh, those uh, same day ride and water park combo tickets for forty bucks. By the way, that's ha- like half off. Yes, it is. So that's a uh, an amazing deal. That's why we call it the big freaking deal. It's yeah. right there. So maybe I'll bop in, uh, run into you at some point uh, uh, this summer, Jack, down at the piers or in and around the area, all right? Yeah, I look forward to it. You know where I live. Stop by. I know exactly where you live. All right, thank you. Jack Morey, guys. Morey's Piers, and that's available now. And you'll want to get up. Like, my wife is signing up right now. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Of course. Yeah, get in on it. I I love the picture of all the stuff that's available. It's pretty amazing. All right, we're going to take a break. Uh, We'll be back in a little while with uh, Jim Curtin, union head coach, and a few other things. So don't go too far. We'll be returning shortly. The Preston and Steve Small Business Love You, Help You line. Hi, Preston and Steve Show. After being called out by Nick last week for not using this incredible platform, I figured I'd give it a shot. My name is Sean Coyle. I'm the owner of the Goat's Beard and Maniac and Wayne, and I am still looking for great staff for both front and back of house. If anyone out there in Radio Land would like to join a great team with two very busy restaurants, we're waiting for you as bartenders, servers, managers, line cooks, dishwashers. We want fun and passionate people, so if you're interested... Go to our website, thegoatsbeerphilly.com, fill out an application. You can call either place. Thanks, Nick, and the whole Preston Steve team. A shout-out to you guys for all you do for the community. Next message. Hey, listeners, this is the compost man calling. We're looking to hire you guys for our organic landscape company. Pick up food waste for composting, and we maintain properties with no pesticides. Everything's safe for our employees and our customers. Give us a call and uh, apply online. TheCompostMan.com and JCompostMan at gmail.com. 
the Love You, Help You line. Shop local because small business needs our help. Find out more at PrestonAndSteve.com. 93.3 WMMR. Putting Philly first. Sponsored by DellAutoGroup.com, where Jack really does sell them for less. I saw this uh, interesting story. We were talking about uh, Carrie Fisher Fisher earlier getting her star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. Um, the force will be with the Smithsonian uh, next year as the esteemed museum in Washington, D.C. rolls out its latest prized artifact. They will have an X-Wing fighter. What? At the Air and Space Museum. A full Museum. prop from the, from the movie yeah. or one that they built specifically no, for the Smithsonian? from the movie. Very cool. What kind of shape is It'll it? It'll be in? from the Rise of Skywalker, so oh. a more recent one. All right. But it is, uh, it's a full-on thing, and they're going to they're gonna put it at the, at the, where you see the legit aircraft. I love that. At the Air and Space Museum. They, they did a thing at the, the Air and Space Museum. They restored, um, <laughs> I think it was the original model, the full-scale model for the Enterprise from Star Trek. I think they did it for the next generation as well. That's cool. And kind of an accommodating of, of those things that, you know, for, for a lot of people, uh, Star Wars got them interested in space. Exactly. And then, and then yeah. got into maybe NASA or something. Or radiation right. in general, yeah. Sure. Yeah. I'm not a museum guy. Uh, I wish I was, but I'm I'm just not. But You like this, waffles. <laughs> but I, well, yeah. who doesn't, man? Yeah. <laughs> but I love this museum it's it's great yeah. isn't it case yeah, yeah. I, mean, I need stuff like that I when mean, you when you walk into a place um and you are legitimately you know like your like your jaw starts to literally drop where you're like wow yep. I, that's what this place is like yep exactly so margaret uh whitenkamp the um space history chair of the museum said despite taking place a long time ago in a galaxy far far away star wars introduced generations of fans here on earth to outer space as a setting for adventure and exploration all air and space milestones begin with inspiration and <clears throat> science fiction so often it provides that spark the iconic x-wing display amid our other spacecraft uh, spacecraft celebrates uh, the journey from imagination to achievement so that's really cool they're so, going to do that preston as we learned in wonder woman 84 they keep everything gassed up and ready to fly <laughs> in the museum so will this be ready to rem- fly yeah i don't even remember was that a scene in that movie yeah. I've, I've blocked it all out yeah that movie was so terrible <laughs> um so they're going to do this at the air and space museum nick what is the other museum the udvar hazy one that's okay. out by uh, dulles international airport it's, it's right next to dulles and uh they have um the um, Black Bird, right? Is that yep. what that was called? And then also... SR-71, I yeah. think the either the Enterprise or the... Um, they have one of the space shuttles there yeah. as well. I don't remember which oh, one it wow. is. but but uh, And the Death Star. They don't have yeah. the Death Star yet. They're going to bring that in soon. <laughs> is it Discovery? Maybe. I, I can't remember case. But it's, co- it's cool because they landed it at uh, Dulles and then they just literally brought it across the parking lot and put it in a hangar at the uh, Udvar-Hazy wow. Smithsonian. Yeah. I, I need remember- to go to that one. I it's, need to it's go. It's cool, yeah. yeah. Although that one actually costs um, money to get in. The, the Smithsonian, all the Smithsonian museums in D.C. themselves are, are free. Yeah, but the one out by, by Dulles is not free. Okay. The uh, Museum of Science in... Uh, uh, used to be near LaGuardia Airport in New York, Preston. They had the um, Saturn V boosters, you know. The, the, and I remember the first time on a, on a field trip, standing underneath that, yeah. And you're like, "Oh my God, I this know, is it's amazing. amazing!" Yeah. Uh, so it's currently getting a proper shakedown and full conversa- uh, conservation uh, effort at the restoration hangar in Virginia. The X-wing fighter is. Um, and uh, it's complete with uh, World War II warbirds and assorted. Uh, historic planes and spacecraft, and then uh, sometime next year they're going to bring that in to display 
uh, at the Air and Space Museum. I can't wait till they bring like you know sort of a uh, like a World War Two you know uh, fighter pilot or you know who comes in. What the hell is this? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> when did we fly these? Yeah, I'd uh, love to see it if they could actually make a replica that could fly. They have RC versions of it, right? You know, that 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 will fly. Um, but um, yeah, I, I don't know. I mean. It, we're close to vehicles that look like this case, mm-hmm. you know. So I, I don't, I don't see how as that would be a uh, a big leap. Yeah, how do you get any lift with the Millennium Falcon? Because there's no like, there's no wing flaps on the Millennium Falcon. How does that? Uh, that's a that's a pure space thing, Nick. Okay. You got to get yeah. it up there. I'll, uh, you know, it's funny. There was a, a site that had actually uh, taken all of the 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 these various ships and. Uh, transportation devices that have been used in movies, uh, Preston, and they dissected all the feasibility of of getting there. For example, like the um, the Batwing in the Christopher Nolan in the uh, you know the the Dark Knight mm-hmm. Rises um, that had the propellers underneath pushing down. Mm-hmm. They said, "Well, it looks cool. The amount of power you would need to get lift on that would be like impossible." That stuff's fake. Yeah, yeah. what are you talking about? But it's like that would be so cool if they could do it. That would be badass. Uh, by the way, I think we're in the junk drawer here. Oh, we are? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I need okay. to uh, clear out some uh, stories. So we'll uh, we'll dive in a little bit deeper and see what I can find. Excuse me. Uh, Ryan Krauser, this kid, uh, toppled the men's show. He's not a kid. He's an adult. He's 28 years old. What am I talking about? You stupid little kid. Uh, but he toppled the men's shot put world record on Friday with a... 23.37 meter throw uh, on the first night of the U.S. Olympic track and field trials in Eugene, Oregon. Mm. Um, and apparently, the record has stood for a long, long time. This was like... Eugene! And it happened in Eugene. The 28-year-old reigning Olympic champion uh, exceeded fellow American Randy Barnes' previous record of 23.12 meters, which had stood for more than 30 years. Wow. Yeah. Eugene! <laughs> Uh, and it says here it electrified the, clou- the crowd in Eugene, Oregon. Eugene! Uh, he said, the second it left my hand, I knew it was good. Uh, it wasn't a perfect throw, though, he said. Uh, it, it seemed pretty good. The six-foot, seven-inch Krauser had not exceeded his morning qualifying throw of 22.92 meters. Did I throw it good? On his first throws of the cloud this night. You threw it good, Lenny. He let out a roar as he rocketed the ball nearly out of the sector on his fourth throw and thrust his hands aloft in triumph as spotted the upcoming uh, Tokyo Olympics guaranteed. In high school, they were trying to get me to do shot put and stuff like that. It it turns out that all the coaches of of like the football team and they, they wanted me to go do this stuff and and they were all I didn't like any of the coaches. Yeah, the, the, the football Not even coach, the track and field coach. The football coach is my social studies teacher. Yeah, and the other guy was was a we. I just found you didn't it. like him. Uh, yes. Yeah. And I'm like, why would I subject myself to this? Right. When I can deliver Domino's pizza. Right? <laughs> you uh, no. You you definitely have to have a lot of strength in the order to compete at any sort of high level with this. My my son, who who has a decent throwing arm. Yeah. You know, he's not big enough to you compete know what, when it comes to this stuff. But, but my my niece, on the other hand, she, uh, like... Um, oh, yeah. She's um, monstrous when it comes to this stuff. But, but also that. body mechanics. Also knowing... knowing oh, yeah, yeah no knowing, doubt. Knowing your... But you have to be strong first. Yes. And then, then you can work on your mechanics and all that yeah. stuff later. But she, uh, as a sophomore, came in, like, second place. Uh, That's in great. Ca- in the Catholic leagues. Yeah. yeah. Really, and then they stuck a javelin in her hand this year for the first she time ever. She killed 10 people. She, she killed 10 people with that. Uh, um, no, but, uh, you know, you definitely have to have uh, 
power. I know. I remember. I remember Carter was doing uh, track and field, and you do a little bit of everything when you when you're you know in, in middle school. And he did the shot put, and like one time he had like. He had like a freak throw, like yeah, it went really, yeah. really far. And yeah. We're like, "Oh my god, he might be good at this!" Uh-huh, uh-huh. And he had just gotten that one off that really took off. Carter would be like a pole vaulter. He's got he's lean and lanky, yeah. and, and yeah. you know that would be. I always thought he had a swimmer's body. He's just he's long, lanky, big feet. He's got you know fins for feet. But um, the, I saw this tweet. I think it's hilarious. Uh, and right now you have um, you know the the Olympic trials are going on, and you can watch them on Peacock. Yeah, and this woman named Kelsey McKinney. I don't know who she is but she says i'm i'm yet again asking the olympics to simply let a regular non-athlete person do the event first so i can understand how good uh, these people are at it yeah yeah not a bad idea you don't listen at the it was several years ago at the uh the combine Mm -hmm. um they did a um they showed the um it's not 40 yard dash i guess it's 40 meters no it's Um, 40 yards it's 40 yards and they had the the reporter run first. Yeah, Rich Eisen. Yeah, and yeah. then they had uh, like um, then they had a series of other people do it, increasing in their ability as they went along. And then they ran all the video together, and it gave you a really good idea at the actual speeds we're talking about. Yeah, and well, how fast these people really are. Sometimes you see, like for example, there's this 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 new um, this uh, track and field. She's they're they're calling her the the female Usain Bolt. Mm-hmm. Have you seen her? She's uh, no. like shock of uh, like no. orange red hair, and uh, I mean she just like she starts and she just blows the other women away quickly. But you know, <laughs> when, so when you can see that kind of speed, it it puts it all in perspective. But you're right; you tend to get jaded because you're seeing the world's top yeah. athletes, all of the greatest oh, going up oh, against that's not each much. other. And I think they had in the in the one video I was watching, Casey, of the uh, uh, when they were doing the combat, and they had somebody who was like a I, like he may have been a former runner or something yeah. like that, and uh, just not in any shape anymore. But uh, <laughs> we're looking at the video of the uh, yeah him running and uh, being caught up to and fast. <laughs> who do you handedly. think would do the fastest forty yard dash out of uh, all of us? Without hurting themselves? Without yeah, you have to stretch and everything. <laughs> I used to for my size, I can run pretty fast. But uh, due to a recent skipping injury, yeah. Oh man, <laughs> yeah. Still have I'd from say uh, of just the people in this room right now, in the other room. Well, you we can't count Connor. No, he's, be, no, he's young, young yeah. and, and a, we he would destroy all. We this. could go with Connor and a current uh, athlete. I don't know. I think it would be you because I'm tall. Because I have long legs. Yeah, I don't know. Well, I'm sorry. Was that offensive? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't mean to stereotype you, Preston. My long legs? Yeah. You have yeah. an issue with my long legs? Let's talk about my long legs for a moment. Let's get it out in the open. Go ahead. I just uh, love your long legs. Just say it. The veins that run up your thighs. I know you've been talking about me behind my back and saying things that, uh, you know, I wouldn't agree with, but... Kathy, are you fast? Um, I mean... You I mean, mean... In, the, in the sexual way? Yeah. <laughs> Shut up. Are you slutty is what I meant. She's fast. <laughs> she runs with a fast crowd. That, God. Well, she's a Kojak girl. Do you remember that used to be the term yeah, uh-huh. she's used fast. for slutty? Yeah. Fast. Remember the fast oh, crowd. Fast. Oh, yeah. Kojaks and everything. But getting back to the question, Kathy, <laughs> are you fast? <laughs> Were you in school? Were you an athlete? Fast. Would you? Uh, yes, I was an athlete. Um, a swimmer. I was a diver. A diver. Not That's a dancer. <laughs> well, you no, know, you had to swim after you dove into the pool. Um, yeah, Casey, I would... <laughs> I was fast. I did do track and field um, through middle school. I didn't do it. Uh, I, uh, maybe I did it a little bit of high school, maybe ninth grade. Um, I was, but I was fast as a kid, and we would, yeah, we would always like race on the beach, yeah. and you know, I'd win all those. Like uh, Apollo and Rocky, right? And Rocky right. Three. right, exactly. <laughs> <laughs>
that ain't you. All right. Well, anyhow, uh, this guy shattered the record, and it had been standing for over 30 years, so that was a, a really big deal. Do you have any interest? I mean, are you building any interest for the Tokyo Olympics? Are you, are you an Olympic kind of... Not really. You, uh, you, not? When it comes along, I will sample and yeah. check out some stuff, but I don't get all excited about oh, the, God, the Olympics. Do you really? Yeah. Especially summer. Oh, my God. I'm with you, Kath. Get We're a big bottle a, of wine and some French toast. We're going to have an Olympic there. athlete in the studio on Wednesday, a local girl. She's going to be in the BMX competition. Her name is uh, Peyton Ridenour, and she's going to be representing the United States in Tokyo this summer. Kathy, you know what will do it for me, though? Like the opening ceremonies. If I watch that, then I'm like, America! Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Totally. Right on Team World. Team America World Police. Uh, But I I don't, uh, yeah, I don't anticipate it and really get all excited. I'm probably going to be a tick more interested because it is Tokyo and and they always do the the area around and they Mm -hmm. breathe in some of the environment and culture and so on and so forth. And and Japan is on my bucket list of trips. Uh, So they run the torch into everything. Into a a warehouse filled with dynamite. (laughs) (laughs) Very, very short-sighted. Cause a lot of damage. But no, they're going to... So how does that work? Like, are they running now as we speak? Across the ocean right now. It actually was a big concern because of uh, COVID. And so a lot of the um, Japanese culture were afraid of the... um, torch coming from from town to town because they thought it might be a spreader right. event at some point so they limited the amount of uh towns that it was going to go to and i think they announced yesterday that they're going to allow um up to 10,000 15,000 people in some events we have, yeah, the, we they... have the official announcement nick yes. won't they i know here in the u.s they've they've run they've done like a year long yeah where they run the torch normally it starts in athens right and then they just yeah, send it right? abroad. that's yes. the plan that's the usual right yep. okay so what do they do when they're going over water do they got to they... go underneath the water they no, hold no, it above, no. they hold it mean, above the water do they just like run in circles on a boat or yep. something okay <laughs> yeah they just go around the boat the whole time. <laughs> you know, the original um, uh, Olympic events, the ancient Greeks competed in the nude. Yes, they did. Yes, Little they known did. fact. Fun fact. And then when they, when they used to, when they did the long jump, they would carry these weights with them. Oh, um, <laughs> Honestly, they did. Yeah, they, they, they would. These weights in yeah. each hand, and they would use it as they would run and jump. They would sling the weights forward. To pull oh, them. They thought that it would it would assist in their oh, uh, really? being able to jump. Yeah, it was really... Um, not Stupid. a smart thing to do. <laughs> Remember the guy at my gym who used to do the shot put? He, except he didn't have a uh, shot put in his hand. He would just do the motion, and no. that was part of his workout. Yeah, so he would do faux shot put motion. Yeah, he, sit there that'd be like that'd be like deadlifting without using weights. Yeah, I mean, he, listen, he he was a little bit older, and I don't know, maybe he did it. Uh, when he was younger, and it was still sort of just the motion of a little bit of a workout. I'm going to spin in a circle for a while. <laughs> One no, of my he, favorite things arm is arm to is the, the videos, the Kathy, of people misusing gym equipment. Yeah, yeah, uh, oh my God. It, it, yeah. it's the best. Yeah. That, that, they've determined how it's used, and they're right. using it incorrectly. It's hilarious. Oh, I asked with... the gym owner once. I said, yeah. "What was he a shot putter? Like what?" He goes, "I don't know." He goes, "But he's working out. Let, let, leave yeah, him alone." God bless. <laughs> All right. Uh, let, let me find one more story to go to here because I know we have a guest coming up in a right. moment. Maybe one or two. All right. Oh, you know what? I better do this one because it is timely. This just happened. This gal, uh, Tessica Brown, uh, she's the gal who four months ago accidentally used Gorilla Glue as a yeah. hair product. She's made an industry out of that She now. has. It's, it's a business venture, and she's created a hair care line. That includes products for holding down hair. I saw this. <laughs> and stimulating hair growth. It's called Forever Hair. 
Uh, the line reportedly debuted last week and features product names that seem to poke fun at or blunder, including Forever Hold. Um, so you can check those out at tbforeverhair.com she, if you're the, interested. The, the word was she put Gorilla Glue in her hair accidentally, yeah. correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah, she had to have surgery yeah, yeah. Uh, to help remove it, or she was going to have surgery. Th- yeah, there was a big process, so now she has a... Would you buy a product from someone who had a major mishap? Right. Or, you know what I mean? To me, that's like hiring Three Stooges plumbing, Preston. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, she's name. just going yeah. for it. Uh, why not, right? Yeah. Why yeah not? She, she, because that was really viral when I needed hit. surgery because of one of my accidents. Yeah. Try these products. Exactly. All right. So I thought I would pass that along. Let me find some. There's a product that promises to get rid of hiccups fast. Uh, it is called, it, it's a, a, a straw that uses forceful suction. Oh. It's a 3D printed straw that creates forceful suction and is available for purchase in the U.S. and U.K. It's about $14. Wow, for a straw. Uh, it's called Hickaway and promises to stop hiccups instantly after one or two sips of water from the reusable straw. Really? Uh, the developers of the straw claim that it works by creating pressure when you sip which in turn lowers your diaphragm and opens and closes your epiglottis. So just introduce the straw into your throat through a freshly cut tracheotomy, and you're ready to there go. There you go. So an epiglottis is a flap of tissue that sits beneath the tongue uh, at the back of the throat. Okay, so we're looking at the device. It uh, seems kind of interesting. Uh, two Looks nerves. like a water pig almost. Two nerves are then stimulated, telling your brain to reset and stopping your hiccups. Stop mm. it. Yeah. I haven't had a hiccup issue in a long, long time. Uh, I, I haven't really yourself. gotten an yeah, I know. Yeah. Just jinx yourself. That's true. Um, Local broadcaster Preston <laughs> Elliott is on day 45 of continuous hiccups. After saying he had not had a hiccup incident on the air, he now finds his life ruined. <laughs> <laughs> a constant stream of hiccups. So powerful, he's uh, caused himself whiplash. You know, of all the times I've had hiccups in my life, I don't think I've ever actually had them on the air. If, if, have no, you guys? I haven't. No. 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 Mm, no. Not that I know of. Is um, Soft pretzels give me hiccups. Same with you guys? Wait, why Why is that? I I actually have wanted to talk about this about for a long time. About soft pretzels and hiccups? Soft pretzels or just bread. Just, it, just, it creates oh. perhaps a, um, a buffer conducive to the holding of the air in your... I don't know. And Casey, do you sometimes then when you try to like, if you drink water afterwards, like it almost hurts going down? Mm-hmm. Yeah. What the I'm hell like, did I, I just drink the water sideways? Like what's going what on here? What is that? Yeah. I hang on here. This, you, you, uh, you said the soft pretzel thing just as just as matter of fact as yeah. it, is that a common thing? I've never heard of this. Me, seems I, to think so. I think yeah. it's like it's not just soft. Yes, soft pretzel, but also dinner bread. rolls. Yeah, yeah, they're just any yeah any type of bread really. Crescent rolls. Yeah, soft pretzels. Sometimes like a hard pretzels if I haven't uh, drank enough water or liquids with I, it. That is, I've never heard of that before. That's interesting. And it's funny because I had this conversation um, with a friend, and she had the exact same thing. And there were other people around. We were having the conversation that didn't know what we were talking about. So, is it specific people? Is it like Casey said? Is it does dehydration play a part? We didn't have enough water that day, or like <laughs> what the hell is it? Help Casey, us out here. What about bread with you? Probably, I, I probably notice it more with uh, why well, I, what just with with uh, soft pretzels and pretzels in general. I but don't not bread. Mm, well, I don't know. You I haven't know. noticed. I'll have to pay attention. Then also, and I'm not the only one here, but uh, when I was a drinker, uh, I would uh, 
you know, when I was consuming a bit of alcohol, right. I would get the hiccups, and it was like huh. I they wouldn't go away. One lady who worked at the Lamb Tavern, <laughs> and she gave me something that actually cured the hiccups like immediately, and it was like bitters. Uh, it was some bitters, something, and uh, on on a lemon. And she said, "Here, oh, su- wow. suck this lemon and suck but this." I, I feel like the soft pretzel thing um, is a bit different. Like those hiccups are different than a normal normal hiccups. That Interesting. You would get. I like, wonder. It's a little it, more like intense, and it's almost can be a little painful. It, it, maybe it's the consistency of the bread in your throat. Yeah, something. And that it's maybe it's harder for the bread to pass down your. That's had, what it feels like. I had that esophageal issue, which was uh, achalasia, which was my esophagus that doesn't ha, was not assisting in the swallowing process, so I had a procedure to, to uh, take care of that. But prior to that, occasionally, I wouldn't get hiccups, but i get, like, burping. Wow, we're getting a lot of texts that are agreeing with you guys. Huh. Um, and, in fact, a lot of calls are coming in, and we have an expert we're going to talk uh-huh. to right here. But let me go to Donna. Hey, Donna, good morning. Hello. Hi, Donna. So this rings true to you, this... Uh, Yes. Hiccups from soft pretzels? Soft pretzels, cheese, and only certain french fries. And so, certain french fries. Soft <laughs> pretzels, yes. cheese, and certain french fries. Yeah, like I used to work in a daycare, and whenever I ate the french fries there, I would get the hiccups. And it occasionally happens if I have, like, Wendy's fries. But then if I have other fries, like, at home, sometimes <laughs> it's it's just weird. So, how, how what, would you have what would be like a hiccup fits, or would you just have a few hiccups? No, it's like it'll actually turn into hiccups. Like, like if I eat a piece of cheese, I automatically start hiccuping, and it happens with the with the soft pretzel too. I kind of like to see that. <laughs> yeah, it's odd. Yeah, it's so weird. Okay, thank you, Donna. Yeah. On oh. um, Melmac, there were only two cures for the hiccups, <laughs> and one of them was cat juice. Right. Okay. Uh, and then the other one is just too disgusting. And But they would progressively get worse. No. We're bro- disgusting. Broccoli. Oh, okay. broccoli. Okay. <laughs> like butt sex. Is a cat juice like a compressed cat? Yeah, yes. he would eat cats. He was oh, a- I knew that. Yeah. 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 But like, yeah. how do you make well, cat juice? juice. Yeah. yeah. Or do you just puree them? Right, yeah. You know, in, a, in a blender. Yeah, yeah it's, you it's, just it's, eat a cat. And... One of the issues I had with Alf Case, as you can well imagine, as a cat lover, I found that uh, was an issue with me. <laughs> I think you understand why. His hiccups, they progressively got worse, and they... Was this so, just one episode? Yeah, it was just one episode, and, they, and when they, it, but they get louder and louder and louder, <laughs> and they were echoing throughout the entire neighborhood, so much so that they were going to kill Lucky the cat and, uh, and cure uh, the hiccups. And juice him? And then finally... Why not kill Alf? Finally, Alf brought it... Uh, he was like, "Okay, I'll tell you what the other one is," but he's like, "It's just too gross. So we couldn't, we can't do it." And then they said, "Broccoli, broccoli." <laughs> like you're eating broccoli, bro. Uh huh. Okay, we done talking about Alf. We're done. Okay. So, no, 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 no. Oh, okay. Sorry. Uh, somebody was texting in. Actually, a number were saying that uh, sugar, lemon, and bitters. Yes, ah, is, is the cure. Sugar, to, lemon, and bitters was a great uh, R and B group from the seventies. They would open for peaches and herbs. Yes, yeah, sugar, lemon, that. and bitters. All right, so uh, that's uh, that's the bartender trick. Okay, now you can cue the music because Doctor Mike is on the line. Mike Sarigliano, Fox twenty nine, Pet Medicine. Hey, Doctor Mike. Hello there, Preston. How are all of you? We're doing great. So we had a. Did you call in about the hiccup discussion? 
No, I called in about the weather. Of course I called in. <laughs> <laughs> wow. He got you there. Wow. He got you there. On, Mike. Easy, Rico Suave. <laughs> I'm in with patients. I go into my office. I have you guys on all day long. You're a P1. And I hear the wildest things. You're talking about hiccups, otherwise known as singultus. All right, and it's an it's an irritation of the diaphragmatic nerve, and so it makes your diaphragm uh, get get all stimulated. And the treatment, as you just mentioned, one of the very effective treatments is granulated sugar because it stimulates the back of the oropharynx, and that's what everybody's talking about with the soft pretzels and the salt that stimulates the back, and it is able to then uh, disengage that that. Uh, inflammation or that irritation of the diaphragmatic nerve. So, Mike, now, Mike yeah. we, had, we had people who were saying, actually, though, that, that uh, soft pretzels exacerbated their hiccups, that actually caused the hiccups. Well, uh, the the thing is, many things can cause irritation of that uh, phrenic nerve, the phrenic nerve. And and uh, one of the Dang. things that can happen is uh, it can be a tumor. Mm. Uh, some people that have chronic, like with the cat you were talking about, uh, I would worry there was something going on anatomically that can affect that phrenic nerve. Okay. And so uh, the the bottom line is, is that uh, in some people, it's the sign of a, a more serious condition. But for most people, what you do is you get a tablespoon or a teaspoon of granulated sugar and you chew it and it stimulates the back of the oropharynx, makes it go away. I love it. So that's a simple, handy way to cure your hiccups. If it doesn't go away, then you're dying. No, no, no. Then then you call one of us. Okay. (laughs) Call one of us. Yeah. Yeah, Okay. But that's a cool thing. Because you hear so many what they call wives' tales of, of cures. Uh, for things, and and I would have I would have chalked up the sugar thing to just be another one of those yeah, like, grandma's thing. Yeah, 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 but that's legit. Yeah, you chew it. So you put you put the granulated hmm. sugar in a teaspoon, and you don't just swat. You chew it, if you if you will, to the back of your throat, and it stimulates the the back of your oropharynx, and that gets rid of it. Wow. There are some people who actually have to deal who have hiccup fits basically this this is a a good way to take care of that yeah well there you go all All right right. you've saved us again thank you dr mike i love you we love love you you. all right see you later dr mike fox 29 and uh pen medicine this text says mike has seen used guys wieners right (laughs) yes not only that, he's been in all our butts, too. Yeah, in our butts. Uh-huh. Absolutely. And that, some of us who don't have wieners, he's seen that stuff, too. He's seen that, that uh, Perjangers. equipment down there. Perjangers. He's seen the, all the perjangers on the show as well. Right, Kathy? Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, actually, no, he hasn't seen that. Yes, no. He's a pajanger? no, he's a freaking pri- primary care doctor. Why would he look at my vagina? So what, do you put, like, a puppet in front of it? or what you, <laughs> What's he doing looking at our penises? I don't know. That's weird. I don't know why well, he do that. How come your dentist has seen your pajanger? <laughs> Now I'm wondering about Dr. Mike. No, all right. uh, listen, that's all I have time for the junk drawer. We never got the intro music, if you don't oh, mind, yeah, in case yeah, we'll take the it. outro music. All right. Uh, <laughs> uh, we have a guest who's coming up in just a moment. You may have heard that the Philadelphia Union is taking on Wrexham AFC, which is Rob McElhenney's soccer club uh, from the U.K., and it's happening in July. July 29th to be specific, and it's going to be a big deal. It's going to be free. It's going to be at Subaru Park. It's going to be so cool. So we're going to talk to Coach Jim Curtin when we return about that and also his two-year extension and the team and all that stuff. We'll be back in just a moment. Make sure you stay with us.
The Preston and Steve Show Podcast. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. He's scheduled to have Coach Jim Curtin on right now. And is it uh, like a no-go case? or No, apparently he's waiting to get in. Okay. I don't know how to... Oh, oh we're doing a Zoom uh, ah. interview. So Casey is... We're uh, that good. Working on pulling that up right now. Well, while he's getting that set up, I can give away some more passes for the advanced screening of F9, the Fast Saga. It's tomorrow night, and it will be at the UA King of Prussia movie theater at 7 p.m. Are you going to go for it, Preston? Are you going to go for a Troika? Go for it. Um, no, I'm not going to go for it. I've I've only seen the first movie. No, I'm saying you can wait 10 again. Oh, 10 callers. Because oh. you've done it twice already. Uh, you know what? Yes, I am. Ten callers yeah. right now, 215-263-WMMR. Let's see if uh, you can give us a buzz and get those tickets, and we'll set you up for tomorrow night at 7 p.m. So ten callers at 215-263-WMMR. By the way, should the shorthand for the movie be F9? Because anytime you have that, it, to me, it, it sounds like an expletive. It should. Be, I think it should be F9. Fast 9, right? Yeah. Fast 9. Yeah. That's the way I think it should be referred to. Um, or it could be, it sounds like a, uh, a fighter jet. An yeah, F9. an F-9. Yeah. I don't know. They should uh, probably... Fix that. Kick that around. Fix <laughs> something like that. All right, so speaking of fixing... Uh, yeah, I'm working on Casey it. Casey can't get this um, up and running with the coach. So, can, How about if we, we just do a text interview? No, no, we can, we can talk about something <laughs> Dear else. Dear Jim. Um, we, <laughs> we am looking forward to... The event. <laughs> LOL. Yeah. And then we sit there and wait yeah. and just have dead air Ooh, while the we dots? wait for yep, the dots. Ooh, and... I think he's going to respond. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was Which, by one. the way, the dots mean that not necessarily that somebody is responding to you, but they are reading. What I think that that's typing. I think I've no, no, understood. No, no. I, Preston. It means the cursor is in there, so they may, maybe they are just reading, and maybe they're not typing. But the cursor has to. Yeah. Be- Perhaps you guys can correct me on this. That that Sorry. is basically a placebo. That it's that it it is it it happens. We did talk about that, right? Right. Hang on a second. Casey just hit the dump button. Yeah, I cursed. Oh, I, I was it, none I of us oh. heard that. Not one oh. of us heard that. Mm, well, it was clear as day. Oh, okay. Uh, oh. Sorry about that, dudes. All, All right, right, what do you say, Murph? Why did Casey curse? <laughs> I don't know. All right, so he's texting. We're trying to figure something okay. out. Should I carry on with something else, or that's that's the only thing? Carry on, no, my no, wayward no, son. They, they no. say they say they have him over there. All right. They're lying. And then Marissa indicated 30 seconds by holding up three fingers and then making a circle with her hand. One in the pink. <laughs> three Two in the, the stick. <laughs> All um, right. Okay, listen. This happens in, uh, in okay, the world well, of here, entertainment. Here's, here's what I'll do. Because here we have to vamp at this point in time. Yes. I don't know what's going on. I think Kathy should sing the Little Mermaid songbook. No. I was going to tell you that we had the MMR big freaking deal. Uh, we had uh, Jack Morion from Maurice Pierce in uh, Wildwood. And today, as long as the supplies last, we have the same-day ride and water park combo ticket uh, for just $40. I think your wife has already bought up a number of them. Yeah, she had texted me yeah. earlier about how many should we buy. <laughs> Uh, so it's $40. That's half off. And you can get the deal while supplies last at WMMR.com. And you type in the keyword deal mm-hmm. and you will see that. So Nice. Yeah. All right. Well, we can't get it working. Oh, so we're going to talk about I'm something sorry. else. That's okay. Uh, I'm dying to know about uh, Nick and his kitty litter store. But yes. We are, we are good to go now. What? Are you serious? <laughs> wow. Well, you know, listen. To be determined just, another time is what happened with Nick's while. kitty litter. Okay. We yeah. ready to go? I think so. 
right, let's find out. All right, let's ask him about yeah, Nick's Yeah, before Lee. I do the big introduction, I want to make sure he's there. Coach, are you there? Yep, we are here. One second. <laughs> <laughs> That's Eric in case you oh, guys are Oh, I thought the coach yeah. had been taking estrogen. <laughs> I'm here. <laughs> oh, there he is. Hey, Cody. Hey. All right, he's the head coach of the Philadelphia Union, hey. Mr. Jim Curtis. Hey. Hey. Good morning, Coach. How you doing, guys? Thanks we're, for having me on. We're good. No, it's our pleasure. Congratulations on your uh, two-year extension on your contract. I appreciate that. Uh, no place I'd rather be than here in Philly, and I, I got to thank my players and, and my great staff for that. So uh, you guys are stuck with me for a few more years. <laughs> hey, Coach, can uh, can you talk about this goal that was all over social media over the weekend? It was shot, It seemed like it was from like 50 yards out. Pick the corner. Can you Can you talk about that real quick? Yeah, incredible. Uh, it's actually, Ryan, I have friends in Europe that have texted me and they couldn't believe it. So it was, uh, you know, in the last seconds of the game, our, our team never quit yesterday in front of 60,000 people down in Atlanta. And uh, kid Jacob Plessness from Norway uh, hit a ball from, like you said, almost 40 yards out. And uh, he hit it so hard. It actually, I've never seen it in, in the game before. It actually hit the the crossbar three different times before it crossed the line, which is uh, just shows how hard he hit it. And it's, uh, it's honestly a one in a million type of goal. For those who haven't seen it, I definitely would uh, wow. log on to our website and check it out. It was a wild one. Wow. We're looking at, uh, at different uh, vantage points of it. And, yeah, you're right. It did hit the cross. Crossbar three times at the top we side. That. We don't practice that one. I can't take credit. <laughs> you know what? When when somebody's taking a shot like that, and I know I, uh, you know, to equate it to other sports in hockey, you know, yeah. you're looking for a rebound and uh, and to and 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 sometimes they go in. You know, somebody from way yeah. out. It's is that kind of what uh, what he was going for? Or did he see this window and it's like I'm putting that in? No, that's a great question. There's desperation at that point of the game. So he's he's a defender that's now taken a risk and dribbled over midfield. And it's one of those situations, uh, like you mentioned, the defense didn't step out to him. And sometimes, uh, you know, the best thing is to take a risk and, and take a shot. You're not going to not going to score a goal if you don't shoot. So um, he had that kind of desperation in it. And, and uh, luckily for us on the day, he hit it perfectly and uh, set off quite a celebration and the, and the 60,000 people went silent, which is always nice. <laughs> you guys had, you came back from a, a two zip or two nil, I should yeah. say uh deficit. And um, yeah, at that point you, you've got to, you got to just take a shot at anything and everything, right? Exactly. We're throwing numbers forward. We're desperate at the end of the game. And, and uh, like we said, we pushed uh, guys forward at the right time and, and we were able to, to get a big tie for us and uh, yeah, regroup now and play a big game against Columbus coming up and, Finally had full full uh, fans back in the stadium, which we're excited for. There was another goal that I saw last week. I think it was in uh, the Euro Cup where uh, the guy launched it from the other side of the midfield, and it, uh, the goalie was way out of position, and yeah. he go running back, and he ended up. It was it was almost comical because he ended up tangled up in his own net. Um, <laughs> you ever talk to a goalie after something like that happens? Because you know that they're just embarrassed at that point. It happens. It happens. Sometimes they get caught off guard. Usually is when there's a bad turnover, like there was in that Euro goal uh, at midfield, and the goalkeeper's not not expecting it, and all of a sudden the guy has the awareness to to hit a ball from 50 yards out, and it goes over his head, and he uh, gets stuck in the net like a like a tuna. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So uh, listen, Jim, we had um, Rob McElhenney from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia on uh, last week to make the official announcement yeah. of the uh, the friendly match between. Uh, you know, the union and, and Wrexham and Rob made it clear without question, he's coming to win. They want to beat the Philadelphia union. And as much as we love Rob, we simply cannot have that. Right. <laughs> I, I, look, Rob's done a ton of great things for 
obviously with this with this TV show, it's always sunny. I'm a, I'm a big fan, as is everybody. Uh, it, it's really cool to have, again, uh, him involved in soccer. Uh, I think you're seeing how much the game has grown when and then, you know, I don't want to oversimplify it, but it's becoming cooler. You know what I mean? So now guys like Robert are jumping in and taking ownership of teams. Uh, and again, he's a local guy that does so much in the community. Uh, this is an incredible event that we'll have, uh, obviously free to the fans, which is a no-brainer to come out to a beautiful stadium in Subaru Park uh, for a good cause with the, the benefits of Phil, Phil Abundance being involved. Uh, so again, thank you to Rob. Uh, again, we have a lot of mutual friends, actually. Uh, he's, he's a St. Joe's prep guy which has now turned into basically a college institution, how they recruit uh, athletes and stuff. But uh, it's, it's a great, you know, he's a great guy, great person. And again, um, I look forward to the game. And you're going to see our, our top players out there as well. I, you know, our stars are going to be on the field. It'll be a great exercise okay. for us. And in the middle of summer, um, you know, we're going to play to win as well. And, and we're not going to, uh, you know, we'll, we'll shake hands before the game, but the 90 minutes will decide who the better team is. I'll just right. Hey, can you can you talk about the level of competition between the MLS, um, the Premier League, the Euro League, yeah. like and all that? Because I mean, is there um, is there much of a difference as far as the the skill level? So I would say the gap is closing. Um, you know, in in Europe, look, they have a head start. You know, um, the easiest way I can explain it. And look, these are great barroom, uh, you know, over beer arguments that happen all over the world. You know, with pro MLS fans versus the we'll call them sometimes Euro snobs uh, that, that think that they're the, the greatest thing. Uh, so look, uh, the NBA, Major League Baseball, um, you know, NHL, you know, this is the, the league where everybody in the world wants to be. So they are the top leagues. The MLS is not quite uh, at the top yet. Uh, will it be in 10, 15 years? I, I do believe that with the ownership groups that are involved now. Um, but we're still, you know, in the probably fifth to, to seventh or fifth to 10th, however you want to argue it, uh, best league in the world. So the best talent still is going to Europe. The best talent, um, you know, is going to those places. So we, res we respect that. Um, but I do have to say the gap is narrowing. Okay. So, um, you know, when you compare our league, it maybe falls more into the English, the bottom of the English Premier League. Maybe their second league would be the comparison that I would make. Um, you know, but look, when I was, when I was playing in the league, you couldn't even come close to making that argument. So we have really... Uh, improved exponentially over the years. Our infrastructure, the stadiums, all those things have, have grown leaps and bounds. And, and certainly, uh, like I mentioned, the ownership groups that are coming in now to our league, um, I'll just say these men and women don't want to do this just to be uh, third, fourth, or fifth best league. They're going right. for the top. So okay. that's the way it's moving. Uh, what do you know about uh, Wrexham's team? Because uh, I, I I know very little about uh, about them and, and their you know potential against you guys, even though it's yeah. a friendly match. Well, like so many of the English teams, uh, th their setup is different than ours in that you can move up to the Premier League or you can drop all the way down to fifth, sixth, seventh league. So that's kind of they have a true Cinderella story uh, in that league where you'll see teams now uh, work their way up to the very top and then have the emotional gut punch of getting knocked down. And there's obviously huge financial things that go in with that. You lose players when you're, you're relegated. So there's there's real pressure there and accountability with every game. Whereas, you know, you, you look in our leagues in America sometimes and, you know, if, if the, the Phillies have a terrible year this year, they don't get relegated and kicked out of the league, which is, is how cutthroat it is over there. So um, I know Rob's plan will be now to take Wrexham, a, a club with a ton of history um, that, that is in the lower, the lower league now that they want to go move their way up uh, right. over the seat to get into that premier league, which is an incredible journey to go on. Um, it takes guts. It takes, 
Um, I won't use the word. I, I'll just say it takes guts. Balls, balls, <laughs> you know, yeah. soccer balls. You guys yeah. said it, right? Yeah, big um, hairy balls. That's, that's what his plan will be. His plan will be to move them up. Uh, and, and again, um, you know, these owners, when they get involved, um, they see the passion that is involved in soccer over there in Europe, uh, and, and they want to kind of get involved and, and work their way up. And there's been tons of stories in recent years, like Leeds United all of a sudden now is a, a top team in the Premier League. Um, but they came from four leagues down, you know, as, as recently as the past five years. So they're they're probably in the same mold as that. And Rob sees uh, a great opportunity to, to make a difference there. So something like this, this event, which is, you know, and we, we talked about it. I mean, just just the the actual um, if, effort to get out and actually see a game live can result in, I think, a fan conversion because. Uh, we were talking earlier about the Olympics and about how it would maybe benefit the Olympics to have a pedestrian athlete come in and show how difficult it is. And well, so that I... you can see by comparison, when you get out and you see the actual field and how much space they're covering and, and uh, you know, the, the constant play, I found that I had a greater appreciation for it because of that. So an event like this, I think, is is guaranteed to generate more fans. I think I think you make a great point. You know, when you do get out and see our athletes, um, first and foremost, they're very humble and they'll come up and you guys have met Sebastian. They'll yeah. come up and sign autographs. They're they're very personable. Um, they're, they're, I'll just say they're more touchable than maybe the uh, the NBA and NFL guys are at the moment. But then to see the athleticism up close and to see how fast and physical it is, um, not many people know that our our fastest players run the same forty times as as NFL quarterbacks do. So there's only so fast human beings can be and so athletic, and our guys are in that category. So you're right. I think the more people that hear that, the more people that recognize these guys are running twelve miles a game in ninety minutes uh, and, and exerting so much energy and doing it against opponents that are are just as athletic and good. Um, I think it opens eyes. it's a it's a great spectator game because it's forty five minutes break 45 minutes you know exactly what you're getting into with your family there's not going to be uh the, the six hour baseball game you know you, you have a time frame uh, where you're in you're out you have a great experience uh, you drink a few beers you, you have a great time in subaru park and uh yeah i agree the more people that get to see it the more people get hooked and are addicted to soccer yeah absolutely uh we're looking at uh wednesday's forecast looks like it's going to be a beautiful night you guys have uh columbus that you're playing uh yeah. challenge there or what do you think yeah, they're the MLS Cup champions from last season. Um, but the the advantage we have, guys, is, is you know, our stadium hasn't been completely full at full capacity. And and, and that night it will be. Uh, and I can't wait. It happens to be my birthday. Which hey! Hey! Nice. That's <laughs> but, uh, I, I know our fans have been really itching to get that that thing rocking again. Look, it's been loud with the, the minimal crowd we're allowed to have in because of the COVID rules. But um, to have... Uh, a packed house again um, is something for the first time since we won our first trophy uh, will be something that will be memorable. It'll be special. And uh, I get chills thinking about it, walking out of the tunnel, knowing that it's going to be full again. Um, nice. You know, I'll just say it's not an easy uh, task for Columbus. That's for sure. Don't do it. Uh, some adult beverages will be had. In the park the <laughs> uh, we'll be ready to go. Uh, and I, we know our fans will bring it on, on the night. Don't the rules dictate that if the coach is uh, having a birthday, the opposing team has to concede the game. On the field, I think I'd, I'd love that. I'd yeah. that. I think we can institute that one. That would be nice. Yeah, see if you can get that going. By the way, uh, coach, so reading this stat, you are the second longest tenured coach in MLS history. Or I currently? think that just means I'm old. I think yes, yeah. I'm old. <laughs> and with two more years tacked on, uh, things are looking good to be the longest. Hopefully, we'll see. 
Yeah, that's the hope. And, and again, I, I can't give enough credit to my players. I've had great players through the, the, the seasons and then also the, the staff. They do a tremendous job and they, they make me look good, which is uh, excellent. I'm, I'm forever grateful for. Well, we will for sure see you on the 29th. We're going to do our live broadcast. We're going to do our show from uh, Subaru Field and uh, or Subaru Park, I should say, uh, in conjunction with the uh, the Rex AFC uh, game, so it should be pretty cool. But we wanted to get you on in advance of that, make sure people were aware of the situation. We have uh, WMMR.com uh, for all that info, and obviously, uh, you know, good luck with the uh, the game on Wednesday night, and we'll be seeing you soon. And, and thanks so much for having me on, guys. Uh, I appreciate it. You guys have been with us for, for a long time now, and, and again, it speaks to how much the, the sport of soccer continues to grow, that you guys would have me on on a Monday morning and promote the game of soccer. Uh, again, again, 15 years ago, I never would have dreamed of that, and, and I appreciate all your guys' support and keep up the great work. Our pleasure. Thank you. Coach Jim yeah. Curtin, guys. Head coach of the Philadelphia Union, uh, super nice guy, hometown guy, grew up listening to us and everything. So used to come to camp out. He would yeah. make uh, make donations to camp out every year. It was pretty cool. Thing. I mean, like as a kid, he would come to camp. They say, "What's your name, kid?" I love it. Hey, I love mister. it. Hey, Mister, one day I'm going to be the coach of a soccer team. That's great, kid. Hey, Mister. All right, so we got a couple of minutes, I think, right? Yes. All right, and I, I. Just Threw out there Nick's what, kitty litter What a story, tease. Right? You left it dangling. Yeah. Yeah. Already the news. Well, I, I didn't know what to go to. We, were, we weren't going to have no, no, this is going to happen. Well, it's going to live up to the hype, guys. Okay. This is maybe right. the greatest story I ever. No. It, TV news is already in touch with us. I know, yeah, I'm right. getting a lot of uh, yeah. texts. Here's here's what happened. Uh, I did something stupid, and uh, and I, I bring it up specifically because I believe you can relate, Steve. Yes. And, and you may have some uh, suggestions uh, if anybody were to do this as well. Okay. What I did, um, uh, usually the kitty litter is my girlfriend's job. I do the dishes. I do the right. laundry. She handles the kitty litter. And um, I, I did it the other day, and it was a full bag. You know, it was a, there was a lot of turds yeah. in there. And I took it out, and I put it in the trash can, and I left the lid off of the trash can outside. Right. And then it rained. And I'm. Oh not, my God! It, it was the only, you had poops too. The, it was poops too. Yeah. The only bag that was in there was that. There was no other trash. Yeah. It was just kitty litter. And and so now there was about six or seven inches of poop water, rainwater, turds floating. Wait, so you don't tie the bag? I did tie the bag, Kath. But it was you know it was we it was one of those days last week or, or the week before where we got a lot of rain in a short amount of time. And so not only did the uh, water get into the trash can, it got into the bag, right. and then it spread out from the bag, and, and then the, the bag, bag erupted, like, tipped over. All right. And so is, and, it a bio, is it one of those biodegradable bags? Nope. Nope. Okay. It's a regular hefty bag, right. and uh, there were no holes on the bottom of the trash can. Right. So uh, then it sat there, and then the next day, right. it sat in the sun. Right. And it cooked, and it stewed, and I, it was among the most foul mm. smells I've ever right. smelled in my entire life. Did it turn into, like, cement? Yes. Okay. Then it started- What did it taste? Like. <laughs> it started to like harden and right. and like the, adobe the the kitty litter portion of the kitty litter not yeah. the, not the turd portion of it became its own solidified mass right mm-hmm. and then like it was it was almost like a parfait right on top with the turds right and then the the kitty litter and then so when so, you put the ice cream on it right so what we did was dump what i did uh, was dump out as much of the water as possible. This is a yes. problem that I had created on my own. Right, right, this yeah. is not her responsibility. And God bless her. She then took a drill and drilled some holes in the bottom of the trash can after, after I had hosed it out and everything like that. So right. hopefully yeah. this problem won't happen again. But I, I, I was a combination of heat and turds and water that led to uh, just an uh, uh, awful stench. Right. So here's what we do. 
we have uh, we have our biodegradable um, kitty litter bags. Okay. So we do we do the bags. We have thirteen boxes that we do twice a day. <laughs> so uh, uh, and then what we do is we put them in a lar- larger biodegradable bags that are you know like uh, so the smaller bags and the larger. And then we have a tub, like a tub you'd get at Staples. Okay. That you can put. Uh, we put outside the garage door with a closable lid on top of it. All right. So, so the, the, is that like a dedicated kitty litter? That is a dedicated kitty litter receptacle. Maybe I need one of those. And then at the time, so regard. And, and this is a little thing to know also with garbage men. They don't. If you you don't realize if you're putting kitty litter after kitty litter after kitty kitty litter bag in your garbage can. By the end of a an active week, that thing's going to weigh two hundred pounds. Right, and I felt bad for the garbage right. man because I was like, I, they shouldn't have to deal with this. Right, you know, even though this is like their job is to remove this stuff. Like, I, I wanted to go out and apologize to them because they had to come and deal with the stench and like the <laughs> leftover water and the parfait crap that was at the bottom. <laughs> right. So I think Listen, first you, that you, might be biodegradable bags. The biodegradable bags are great. Also, that and just also. A separate receptacle that you can just put it in and make sure that you didn't close the lid is basically right. what happened. And that was the issue. And again, this was an anomalous sort of thing. But you can you can grow. You okay. can learn from this. Well, that's, that's yeah. what I want to do. And so I- make sure that – and I would just keep that separate from your garbage. Uh, also, the fact that we um, – you know, you, you collect a lot of that stuff. I mean, we're doing it on, on an incredibly voluminous level. The stench. We've had those little mishaps, and it's you just want to die. We uh, we were considering just putting our home up for sale. <laughs> it's embarrassing and, and leaving it there. Yeah, it, it's bad. I've never smelled a trash can worse than that one. <laughs> and, you know, and, oh, I, and, I, and you no, think I it has all the things, all the component parts of something that would smell wonderful. <laughs> well, you know, just regular trash will stink. And what kind it, of litter do you use? Oh uh, man, I forget. I'm going to tell you fresh step. All right, so Arm and Hammer is what we use, Arm and Arm and Hammer is the mother effort. <laughs> and it's and if you, it's a little bit more expensive in some, some of them. But let me tell you, the odor killing and the clumpability and and all of that stuff is top notch. So right. I might recommend that. You all know, right. I'll, I'll look into that. Yes. I'm or, so glad I don't have to do kitty litter anymore. anymore. I know. Oh my god, right? I just said it all. It's just the worst. I hated it. It's Every the bit worst of it. part of, uh, of having an animal. Uh, any animal, really? Yeah. yeah. Anytime you'd have to clean up the crap of anything, it's not good. So, uh, but now we've got it down to a science, I have to say. Dog diarrhea is pretty bad. Yeah. I don't mind. uh, Use a straw. When taking the dog out for a walk and cleaning up poop that way, I I would much rather do that than the cat litter thing. Outside. In your house. Are you using using the Arm & Hammer? Yes. Yeah. So, you know the scoop thing? It's really, it's not that, the issue is when it sticks to the, to yeah, the side, and no, it, it doesn't, it's good. Yeah, the litter. It's a good thing. That yeah. litter is yeah. pretty good. I'm just, just, but it's, it's still litter. It's yeah, still no one's crap in your house. Cat crap. Someone's crap in your house. Yeah. yeah. When I was growing up, we had a cat and he was an outdoor cat. So he didn't use the litter box that much because right. he, he would do his business outside. So it, it really wasn't that bad. But also at that time. The clumping technology wasn't what it is today no. either. Can you flush the clumping technology uh, litter? I, I some of them claim you can. Yeah, I would some, never do yeah, that. Yeah, okay, Doctor Morton Clumpulus, yeah. who invented <laughs> he invented them. Yeah, all right. So uh, my my daughter has been asking for uh, a kitten for oh, yeah. a while now, and Aww. and I'm I'm kind of on her side, but uh, so her report card was exceptional, and I'm like. She, 
she has earned the right to yeah. at least foster a kitten. Yes. Right? Fostering is a good idea. Foster it, and See. then if she doesn't hold up her end of the bargain, then we just give it to kill a lover. <laughs> kill it in front of her. <laughs> right? See what you did? You didn't take yeah. you didn't clean out the litter box. You. This is you. This is you. Diane, give me a hammer. Or? <laughs> no, that's a great way to do it. And you can also, just by fostering, is a wonderful thing to do. Yeah. So, yeah. so I have uh, friends who were fostering cats, and I was just talking to them last week. They fostered cats, and two of the homeowners, the mother and yeah. the oldest son, are both allergic, and but they love kittens so much wow. that they just dealt with it. There are people, yeah. you can mm-hmm. take medicine, there's some people who could not. Like, for example, Tim Graham would just, he was a salesman here, yeah. he would die. Right. I mean, it's just, it's just too much. Yeah. Some people can mitigate it a little bit with medication, but uh, yeah, it's, it's tough, especially if you love cats. Mm. How's that going with uh, trying to talk your wife? Into... It's not going to happen. Okay. You know. So the other part is uh, we don't what have. What if a... you made, made sweet love to her? I could try that. Yeah, I could try that, but what it if probably would work. Uh, <laughs> what if Preston? <laughs> what if Preston That's not going to happen. No? But the you know I think the problem <laughs> with is his long legs in my house is I don't have always bragging about his long legs. Uh, we don't have a good spot in the house for love making the litter box. Oh, okay. Well, listen, okay. I don't so want to put... I, we had I it can before. help you with this. Yeah, we had it before in the laundry room, and that was like my, the most... You can make a... My brother-in-law has made a, a, a number of boxes that are actually discreetly... Like in our... There's one right next to our living room. You would not know it's a kitty litter box. They go in. We keep it clean. So you... Kathy, you've been to my house. Yeah. Can, with nine, ten cats, whatever time you were there, could you tell we had that? It's, it was actually impressive. Yes. You can't. <laughs> But wait a minute. What we're missing here is the, uh, do you remember the, the teaching them to use the toilet? Yeah, we could do this. If you, if you start with a fresh kitten and you only have one. You could possibly you do could that. try that now. I I'm sure this, it doesn't work every time. I but... have the city kitty for you. I never did it. City oh, kitty is, is no. a training device to get your cat to, to, to crap on the, on the toilet. On the toilet. You it, can Casey. also train your cat to crap on your neighbor's doorstep and set it on fire. You Ooh. do that? Yeah. Wait, the fire part too. The cat okay. will actually lay it the on The cat fire? will do it, yeah. Like a, a practical <laughs> joke. Okay. Yeah. Even if a ring doorbell <laughs> caught that, they would just be impressed by the fact oh that my the God, cat could actually this. light that this on fire. This cat is lighting a match. Mm-hmm. See, one of the um, one of the arguments against said kitten is that it's not fair to our dogs. And I'm like, the dogs are going to be fine with the cat. Well, you have to make sure, I would say, the fostering, you'd know whether your cats, whether your dogs will tolerate a cat. Yeah. Right? That's the best thing to do because you don't want to put your cat at risk and sometimes... Even it has happened where a roughhousing dog can can hurt a, a cat. Yep. Yeah, I think the transition of bringing a kitten into dogs is probably easier than bringing a puppy into established cats. Probably well, the, the, the the most austere transition is someone who's owned parakeets. If you bring in a silverback gorilla, okay, <laughs> that, that is a that is a very hard transition for the bird owner, right? <laughs> They get along great, though, like yeah. after a little while. Right, to accommodate. Get through the up. initial stage. Uh, wait, I, so I never, I always thought, I mean, I know cats and dogs, can, you know, sometimes they don't get along. Right. But, it, you know, if you do it right, you introduce them. And Absolutely. Sh- they should be fine. So my friend has, she um, rescued a dog and a couple of cats. Yeah. And they lived together for, like, so long. And she doesn't think it was an attack situation. She thinks they were probably right. playing. But she had to have her cat's eye removed. Wow. Because of the, she thinks that the dog got a little too rough with the cat. It can happen. Isn't dogs like to snack on cat eyes. Oh. No, no. Well, listen. You you have a big dog claw come down if they're if they're playing and they're yeah. getting rambunctious, yeah. and it could catch just as easily as a cat could jump up 
if they're playing or they're, they're and, and an errant claw catches in an eye, it can happen. Steve, as the resident expert, what is the uh, consensus on outdoor cats these days? Because we had outdoor cats growing up too, and and the kitty litter, we just like too. you, case, like it just wasn't as much of an issue because so many, uh, so much of the time they would go outside to poo. So here's the consensus: is is that if you there are out like if you, people will get cats for like a barn <laughs> for their pooing cats. <laughs> You and are they, an adult male, right? <laughs> and, and uh, like, cat, cat, but the truth of the matter is, if you're keeping a cat in a residential situation, they are statistically going to live longer if you keep them inside. Okay. We have one cat that psychologically is the first time in our history that a vet said, you need to allow this cat to go out. Really? Oh, yeah. Yes, was because it? because she was started to spray at the doors because she was oh. sensing that there were other animals. Now, we have a fenced-in area that provides protection for her because... She can go through the fence. We do. There, there, there are coyotes, yeah. and there's a fox population in so the. Will she stay in the? She fence stays thing? in the yard. See, so, my, see, but, I, but for all the other cats, cats statistically will live long. It doesn't mean that you can't if you are going to have a cat and you want to. I'm just saying statistically yeah, that's the case. Course. So the cat spraying at the door is like the woman who opens up all the shades and walks around the house naked, naked on the yeah, inside, yeah. right? Well, actually, it was her way of saying, don't come in, don't come in. <laughs> well, don't and, come and, in. Right, so if she goes out, she's spraying She's spraying out around the perimeter of the... She's doing it outside as opposed to the door right. where she thinks... Well, I thought spraying was to attract. No, you're thinking of cougars with the cigarettes and the lipstick. Uh, <laughs> yeah. No, they, like, mark their territory. I just pissed on your door. It. But I feel bad for, like, I feel bad for my cat because he they don't, so badly wants to go outside, and nah, I'm like... They, I, but, I mean, a lot of times you find out the hard way. We've we've rescued too many cats that are just not good at being outside. No, I yeah. know, yeah. and I don't think he would make it out there. But, I yeah. mean, I will open the door and stay Still, he will dart out the door. You can put, there are enclosures that are great that are actually large, sort of meshed tents. With it, with it, and they yeah. can go outside, and they're in. They're, they're claw through that thing in a minute. Well, you know, you know. <laughs> cat, I mean, cat, my, cat, my cat would do the same exact thing, and then he'd get outside, and he'd be like, what? What, what is this world? Preston, what is this world? What to do with this? We had a cat, Peanut, <laughs> who Peanut was rescued from a, from a cat hoarding situation she had clawed into the wall of the house terrible story we had her she was wonderful preston we, we she wanted to go outside one time so we were holding her she we put her out on the stoop we were around her so she couldn't get away the wind was like she started to duck what like, is that what is this <laughs> yeah what is this yeah what is that my also my cousin had a cat and it was an outdoor cat and that thing lived so long it actually got an aarp card it was it was i swear to god i think it was like 25 years old that's a that's a damn good run for a cat i think you have if if you're gonna have an outdoor cat though you gotta start it as an outdoor cat like i think now three years in if i let my cat out no, be oh, like, yeah. no. also honestly if you can they will live longer indoors that's just the, the, yeah. the truth of the matter. Nick, uh, that's why oh, keep your keep your gorillas and your lions inside too. Oh, definitely. <laughs> All right, uh, with with your birds and close your garage. Your your I mean oh, your uh, put the lid on the close goddamn your lid. Yeah. Yes, yeah. garbage can. All right, like an idiot. <laughs> Interesting. All right. Well, listen. We need to take a break. We're going to do that. We're going to come back. We're going to get some B file stories. Uh, we have some more giveaways coming up in a minute or two. So stay with us because we won't be gone long. MMR spotlights the best rock in Philadelphia with Jackson's Local Shots. That's right, and this month's band is Goalkeeper. Goal 
Keeper, your local shots artist of the month. Check them out every Wednesday at 6.30 right here on the Mighty MMR. And you can hear and see more now at WMMR.com. Keyword, local shots. Sponsored by Family and Company Jewelers. Find a band that rocks her world at Family. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. Philly. Get away from me. Thank you. <laughs> With that mulch, that mulch. Okay. That crumb. Uh, we should. Pro- oh, you know what? Real quick before we do the bizarre file. Um, well, you know what? Maybe we'll recap a little bit. I want to fight you. Oh, Whoa. <laughs> well, man, he's upset. <laughs> now, I was going to thank everybody for coming out for the blood drive. Oh, yeah. Oh, that was great. Uh, on Friday. It was great. Yeah. We had a, we had a really good time. Thank you to uh, also uh, Sarah Parker, who stopped by where uh, Casey and Steve and I were at uh, Live Casino. Yeah. Uh, of course, Jackie and, and Brent for being there ahead of time. And. Uh, Pierre made his way out to Oaks yeah. uh, after Nick and Kathy were there, and uh, Marissa was. Uh, you came out to live, yep. So we were, everybody was out and about. When I was leaving, uh, I ran into uh, I don't even know what the guy's name is. He's the sixth man, Nick. You know who I'm talking about? The uh, old Lou guy. Williams? Uh, no, oh, the, the, the guy the from old the guy who's, yeah. who's uh, towel court, guy, towel guy. That's wow. at the, you know courtside every single Sixers game. He stopped by. No, oh. he was just there. Was, oh. Was he gambling? I'm, I'm, no, I, oh. well, I was. I, I was coming down the escalator, gotcha. and I see the jersey. It just says six man with the white hair, and I was like, I think that's the guy. And I went out, and sure enough, I was. Are like, you the guy? I was like, Are you the guy? Well, I said, Why I'm aren't the guy? Why aren't you in Atlanta right now? He's like, I'm. You know, my my jet leaves at three uh, three p.m. So like, yeah, that dude is. You have a jet? He has a dude. Oh, he dude, is he's, he's loaded. He's loaded. Yeah, yeah. He, he flies players around, coaches around. He apparently he's a real good advocate for the players. Well, he uh, needs to be our good friend. Well, he follows us on uh, on the Twitter there. Don Harwood. Yeah. Uh, and he's a good dude, and so um, and he was coming by. He was he was doing was he doing blood donation or what was he? Sure. No, he just saw him there. <laughs> oh, just yeah, saw him I don't there. know what he was yeah. doing there. He's because he's such a fan of the show. Yeah, he wanted to donate blood before he went. To well, let's figure out a way to get on his jet. Yeah. yeah. Ooh, yes. Yeah, let's get ooh. on his jet. Yeah. Ooh, <laughs> ooh, 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 ah, yes. That's yeah. all I heard. Was, ooh, <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, so anyhow, um, the gist of this conversation was to thank everybody who. Uh, came out for the, uh, I believe, for presidency blood drive. We had a great time. Uh, it was wonderful to see people out doing this community service and uh, in a really cool location uh, like Live and, and Oaks. So uh, it, it all went well. By tomorrow, we'll have the um, yep. total. So we'll find out uh, what everybody was able to pull together for this event. Yeah, and props to uh, Brian from Chorus Photography because he went to both. He was out yes. at Philly Live, and then he came out to um, to Oaks as well. Excellent. Uh, and apparently the sixth man has commented on uh, tweets of ours before, Casey. How about that? Which is pretty cool. So, so he is Alan, our best friend. Alan Horowitz. Look yeah. at this. Right up there, Preston. You guys are free to use my jet anytime you would like. <laughs> oh, well, that was nice of him. Oh, oh, man. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. That's Excellent. a nice guy. Yeah. Where should we go? Uh, oh, where should we go? I mean, Ooh. can we do international? Is it big enough to go international flight? How about Atlantic City? It? Let's start domestic and then we'll yeah. work our way out. South America and back? Um, yeah. I yeah, mean, if you do it, it's America in the there. name. Yeah. yeah. All right. Um, we need to do the bizarre file. Here we go. Now, WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's bizarre file. Brought to you this morning by Maury's Piers. You get same-day ride and water park tickets to Maury's Piers for just $40. Uh, unlimited rides on all piers and water parks. You can go to WMMR.com, keyword deal. Limited supplies. Get your combo ticket before they're gone. That is through WMMR.com. So good luck with that. Uh, let's go with this guy. His name is Benjamin Glenn. 
Uh, he's 39 years old, failed to wear a mask while taking the train home from work in Singapore. A uh, fellow commuter, and by the way, he's originally from England, so okay. he works He works in Singapore. Uh, a fellow commuter secretly filmed him and put the clip on social media, prompting officers to arrest him hours later. Um, and he had to be put into, he spent 24 hours in a jail cell and faces up to six months to a year behind bars. Wow. This is Singapore. That's Singapore for you. Remember, they, they caned the guy for for gum. Yeah, they. well, he did some vandalism. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, so they do not mess around with their rules at all. Uh, his passport was confiscating, meaning he couldn't return to the U.K. as planned with his wife and two children. He also lost a new job that he was due to start in the U.K. and fears that he could have spent have spent as much as 12 months on bail before his trial. Jeez, they blew he, up his house, too. Uh, he said, I don't believe there's any evidence that masks protect you from COVID-19. Normally, I would just tell people I'm exempt and it had never posed an issue before. But now I'm stuck here with my family, without my family, and I don't even know when I'll be able to appear in court Never mind what my sentence may be. All for something I don't even believe in, he said. (laughs) Okay, doesn't matter if you believe in it or not, dude. Singapore set the rules and you got to follow them. He's been in Singapore uh, with the British Recruitment Company since January 2017. Uh, In Singapore, it's mandatory to wear a mask when residents leave their homes, with very few exceptions. He said, I never normally wear a mask, but this is the first time that it's been an issue. I don't even believe that masks stop the spread of the virus in the first place. I honestly believe it's a hoax. And I don't feel there's any evidence to show mask wearing is effective in any way. From a scientific basis, I think it's nonsense. But now all I can do is wait. So his thief, his belief is, since I don't believe in it, it must not really matter. Huh. And I'd say the Singapore government... Well, it, matters, it matters to them. Whether you yeah. believe in it or not, exactly. that, those are the rules. I, on another side note, I, I've always wanted to visit Singapore. Me too. Yeah. My dad's been there. Loved yeah, it. it. Looks beautiful. Absolutely loved it. Uh, a murder suspect accused of shooting his girlfriend, axing his nine-year-old daughter in the head, and oh. then stabbing and lighting his son on fire, actually cross-examined the 11-year-old boy Wednesday in a jaw-dropping courtroom scene. In the televised cross-examination, Ronnie O'Neill III who has been representing himself at trial, at one point asked his son, did I hurt you the night of this incident? The boy who attended the hearing virtually from a child victim resource responded, yes, you stabbed me. You dumbass. O'Neill is charged with two counts of first-degree murder and one count of attempted murder in connection to the 2018 incident uh, just outside of Tampa. He has pleaded not guilty to all charges and told jurors that his son witnessed nothing and accused police of coaxing the boy into accusing him. What's the old saying about uh, someone who defends himself in court? They have a fool for a client. Yeah. Uh, O'Neill previously gave a fiery emotional opening statement pacing around the courtroom and shouting out accusations of evidence tampering. Uh, He had said, We are under some of the most vicious, lying, fabricating, fictitious government you've ever seen. By the time it's all said and done, you will see who are the mass murderers in Tampa Bay. Who the ma- who is the mass murderers in Tampa Bay? Uh, legal experts suggest O'Neill's cross examination will backfire. Many people try to mm. defend themselves in court, but they typically do it in civil misdemeanor cases, not murder trials. Damn it, I could have done that better, dude. Put his own son, who yeah. he stabbed, who he stabbed, on, and he cross examined him. That's just insane. I can't believe he told the truth. Uh, the search continues or continued on Saturday for a hiker missing since June eighth at Grand Teton National Park. Investigators said security cameras showed uh, Kane or C. How would you pronounce his name? He's he's from uh, uh, Ireland. C I A N. Yeah. Is it Sean? It might be Sean. I'm not sure. Uh, Sean McLaughlin. 
Uh, entered the park through the Moose Entrance Station in Wyoming, and then 15 minutes later, uh, <laughs> about a half mile from the Lupine Meadows Trailhead. So he went into the Why Moose? Why don't you yeah. forget the you Moose? You should have forgotten it. For a moment. He's originally from Dublin and has dual citizenship in Ireland. The United States was wearing a white short sleeve shirt and red wash. They're looking for him. So they have a Moose Entrance? Yeah. Uh, they do. Why don't you yes. forget the Moose? For a moment. But this is yet another story of yeah. someone getting lost in one of the national parks. So, you should have went in through the seahorse entrance. <laughs> yeah. Seahorses forever. So they're looking for him. It's a big debate over in Ireland. A brown bear was shot dead in northern Japan after tearing through a residential area on Friday and injuring four people. Do you? It's funny. Do you ever think of a bear population in Japan? No, I don't. A local resident in the city of Sapporo, which is due to host the Olympic marathon and Olympic race walking events this summer, uh, first reported sighting a bear on a road in the early hours of the morning. Soon after, uh, the police tweeted that they were on the lookout for the bear, writing that since the sighting, many others have reported seeing the bear and that people had been injured. A local station showed the bear running along a residential street. Jogging. Uh, yeah, well, I guess so. They're going to have the, uh, the, the Olympic, Olympics. Yeah, uh, yeah they're so. practicing to carry the torch. Yeah. Have a bear bring it into the stadium. And uh, he crossed a busy road and was pawing at the gates. Of a Japan self-defense force military barracks before Jeez. running away. Yeah. Jeez. Uh, the bear attacked three men, one of whom was seriously injured and a woman in her 80s. Uh, the bear was shot down by two men from a local hunting association. Listen to this. A woman named Jill Canan uh, orders packages for her small business all the time. But on June 5th, she started receiving Amazon packages at her doorstep that she didn't order. Lots of packages. Some on pallets dropped off by huge delivery trucks. Over 100 packages later. Wow. Canan was inundated with thousands of items that she didn't order or want. She initially thought that the boxes were supplies that her business partner ordered. But after opening some of them, she found they contained thousands of silicone support frames to use inside face masks in both adult and children's sizes. She said, when I first started receiving the packages, I called Amazon to try and give them back, but they explained to me that they were officially mine to keep since they had been delivered to my home. Have fun. Uh, Days went by, and the parcels wouldn't stop coming. Uh, Some came from Amazon warehouse trucks and others from UPS and the U.S. Postal Service. Each package was addressed to the home, but no sender or return address was marked on the label. At one point, Kanam was speaking with Amazon representatives daily to try to determine what was happening searching tracking numbers and scanning barcodes to find the person responsible. Meantime, uh, packages continued to arrive. Some showed up on pallets and huge delivery trucks, and others piled up so high, a neighbor remarked that she couldn't even see the front door. Uh, Canan posted about the situation on Facebook, earning the attention of her community and local media. Finally, Amazon agreed to escalate the case, and Canan eventually received a call that said it had successfully tracked down the original order and removed her address from it, assuring her that she would not receive any more packages except for those already in transit. So she is stuck with hundreds of packages containing thousands of face mask brackets. Like there's nobody give it, to give it back to. Nobody's going to take it. And she has all of this stuff at home. Well, I would then sell it. What, what business relies on these things? Find out who they are or donate them. Well, she consulted her four children on how they could use the items to make something useful. Inspired by her, her business, which focuses on do-it-yourself style products, uh, the Canon family and her business partner came up with a fun idea that would ensure newly inherited inventory would not go to waste. I don't know what that idea is yet. But they're frames from inside of the face mask. It's like, it's one of those like useless pieces right. 
they, what like can the, I what can I do with this? The yeah, thing that keeps I the can... pizza box from going down on the yeah. yeah. What yeah. do you do with that? Right, so, it's a very know. specific item. Yeah, that right. is insane. We're looking at a picture of the front stoop. Yeah, there are like two hundred boxes. Yeah, it's ridiculous. All right, and there you go. That's what I have in the bizarre file. Crazy. For you. All right, let's give away five more passes to see the Fast Saga, uh, which we have a screening tomorrow at seven o'clock at UA King of Prussia. It's about two, family. Two one five two six three WMMR. It is F nine the Fast Saga. So we can set you up first five callers with those movie tickets if you would like to go. So give us a call now. We'll do a lesson question. Trash music news when we get back. Stay put. Here, Preston and Steve, you can see them too. Check out the Weekly Rush on Xfinity On Demand. New episodes, you guessed it, weekly. Run with us on a John Deere Z365RZ track mower. Built for taking it easy. With standard mulch control to control your clippings without any extra effort. Because lawns are for living. Nothing runs like a deer. Tap the banner for more. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. All right, so lesson question prize given away a digital download of Godzilla versus Kong. Good. And the question I have for you is which law firm features Rambo attorneys at law? 215 263 WMMR. Let's see if you know this. All right, which law firm features Rambo attorneys at law? If you heard this, then you should know. You should call now, 215 263 WMMR. We're going to do this while you're calling in. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR. With Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. All right, let's see where we're going today. Steve, what's up this morning? Well, Rita Moreno apologizing for defending Lin-Manuel Miranda on The Late Show after he apologized for not having enough diversity in his movie In the Heights. In response, Miranda has apologized to Marino for not apprising her of his apology before she was forced to apologize. Get away from me. (laughs) Kim Kardashian. Speaking of apologies, says she owes her ex-husband, Chris Humphreys, an apology for the way she handled their 72-day marriage. Kim says during the vows, she promised to love him forever, so she should have given him at least 80 days. Oh, my God. And finally, Ellen Pompeo is speaking out in response to a fan who criticized the latest season of Grey's Anatomy, tweeting that it was strained and formulaic. Pompeo opted for taking the high road, tweeting back, quote, Since I play gray, may I suggest you look the part of my anatomy known as the butthole. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> That's your Hollywood track. All right. Uh, let's see if you've been paying attention. We'll go to the phone and see an answer to this. Uh, which law firm features Rambo attorneys at law? And we will go to Linda first and see if she can get the answer. Linda, good morning. Good morning, it. Uh, good, good morning, morning it. it. All right, Linda, what law firm features Rambo attorneys at law? That would be Rambo, Rambo, and Rambo. You are correct. Yeah! One second, Linda. We'll get your info, and we will give you a digital download of Godzilla vs. Kong. The fate of the world hangs in the balance as these legendary adversaries collide in a battle for the ages. Who will fall and who will be crowned the king of all monsters? You can own it now on digital and 4K Ultra HD. Let's get to music news. Now, Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR. All right, real quick, Casey, do I need to try to figure out what that music was? Yeah. So Casey played this as our winning music, and he wanted me to try to identify this. Yeah, so this is a shout-out to my friend Jay Nelson, who is a huge fan of, of yours at uh, DRE. 
I was talking to him on Thursday oh, night. Oh, yeah, I know yeah, what this yeah, is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, oh, so, I'm supposed to guess. You're you supposed me, to guess. This was a song that was played on DRE. Yeah. And I love this song. I don't recognize you so far. Hang on a second here. One hit wonder pressure. It sounds vaguely familiar now, but it's a great song. I couldn't get it with just Lyrics the... are coming in in a second. Yeah. yeah. She's not at work. She's not at school. She's not at bed. I think I finally broke her. Oh, man. I'm drawing a blank. Uh, name of the band is one word. Name of the song is one word. Name of the band is one word, three letters. Want me to? Oh. Oh. Yeah, yeah. This is, um, is it Hum? Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 It's Stars. Yes. yes. Yeah, great You song. got it. Yeah. Woo! Woo! <laughs> I love yeah, this Steve, song. you've mentioned this song. She's at, she thinks she's on the train, train to Mars. South Bank outing stars. stars. And when it kicks in, it, yeah. it's yeah. super crunchy. Like a Nessie's bar. Nice. All right, that's nice. Well, I'm, I'm, we should play this. Listen to that later on. Play it all day one day. All right. Music News uh, brought to you well, by... Hum Day. Hum Day. By Rita's Water Ice. Uh, try the new refreshing Ocean Splash Italian Ice at Rita's. Uh, perfect in both the Shimmering Mermaid and Yummy Gummy Shark Gelati. Available for a limited time. Only Roasted. At Rita's. <laughs> <laughs> no, Splish Splash oh, yum. yum. I'm sorry. Hey, Rita, Splish Splash Yum. Roasted is uh, Dell. Oh, okay. Dell Chevrolet. Uh, but, you know, maybe they have water ice there, too. Yeah, maybe, yeah. All right. Only on hum days. <laughs> yep. Hum day! We're going to start <laughs> with this. Ronnie James Dio's witty, widow, Wendy Dio, uh, did an interview in Rolling Stone in which she addresses Dio's famous devil horns hand gesture and where it originated. Uh, she explained it's an old Italian sign oh, called yeah. a malaccio. Yes. Oh, yeah. The evil That's eye. where it comes from? Or is it malaccio? Uh, maloic. Ralph Malaccio, right? I think it's the maloic. It's the malachi crunch. <laughs> well, it's spelled M-A-L-O-C-C-H-I-O. I'd heard uh, maloica before. Maloica, that's yeah, what I've yeah. heard. But this is spelled M-A-L-O-C-C-H-I-O. Yeah, the devil horns. The, the evil eye. <laughs> yeah. Uh, to ward off evil. And he'd seen his grandma doing the sign. And so when you give, in, in response, you give the evil eye press. Like, and he didn't think about it. It was just part of his heritage. And then when he joined Black Sabbath, of course, Ozzy was doing the peace sign. Mm. And he didn't want to do that. And then one day he just did it and it took off. And it was something that Ronnie became popular for. Now, earlier, earlier this year, though, Geezer Butler, the bass player for Sabbath, claimed to have created the devil horns and Liar. said that he showed Dio how to do it. Oh. <laughs> Butler said, I'd always used it, uh, I'd always used to do it in the breakdown in the song Black Sabbath just before it goes into the fast part at the end. I'd do that sign of the audience. <clears throat> and on the first couple of Heaven and Hell tour shows, Ronnie said, when I'm going on stage, everybody is doing the peace sign to me. And that's an Aussie thing. And I feel like that I should be doing something back at them. And he said, what's that sign you do in Black Sabbath? And I showed him the devil horn sign, and then uh-huh. he started doing it from there and made it famous. So, so did, I don't know which one's true. Did Sarah McLaughlin create the shocker? Yes. <laughs> I thought so. Yeah, she did do that. It's a Canadian thing. Uh, the nonprofit Living the Dream Foundation made a young man named Trevor's dream of virtually meeting Corey Taylor come true before he died of a terminal brain cancer. Uh, the two recently had an hour-long conversation, which, according to Loudwire.com, 
touched on topics like indoor skydiving, monster truck rallies, and Star Wars. Uh, Trevor's family has agreed to release of a video sharing a portion of their conversation. Uh, Taylor said it takes two seconds to make a decision to be good to someone in this world. That two seconds can make a person's lifetime. It's That's all the reward I need to do what I can uh, for the people with LTD. Uh, Trevor lost his battle with cancer a few weeks after his video chat with Taylor. That's an amazing thing. Yeah, it yeah. seems like... You know, you, we're watching the video, and the kid that, that he's talking to is uh, looks ecstatic. Yep. We know someone, a neighbor of mine, had, had set up something like this yep. with, uh, with Eminem, believe it or not. Yeah. And he did it, and it was incredibly special. And um, uh, the young kid, my neighbor, passed yeah. away, unfortunately, short after that. But it, it, when, when somebody can reach out and do something like this, it is it means everything. It's unbelievable. So a wonderful thing for him to do. Uh, Foo Fighters, Sunday night, Madison Square Garden Show was a bittersweet return to arenas with the recent death of the band's beloved stage manager, Andy Pollard. Uh-huh. Pollard was saluted by the band on both their social media platforms along with his name and photo displayed in the days ahead of the gig. When did he pass? On the Madison Square Garden marquee. I don't really know, Steve. Um, they dedicated their show. Uh, the band's announcement uh, posted, uh, they posted and said, uh, Foo Fighters dedicated their June 20th Madison Square Garden show to the memory of the band's longtime stage manager, Andy Pollard. Uh, he passed away the morning of June 18th, so oh, just, right. he just died. Yeah. Uh, served as a Foo Fighters stage manager for 12 years. They said, we're shocked and devastated by this loss. We can't imagine being on stage without Andy there by our side. He was not only a key member of our team, but a dear friend and wonderful father. Our hearts go out to his partner, Sophie Peacock, and their children, Arlo and Wren, and his family and loved ones. Uh, so that must have been hard for them yes. to do the show. Must have been incredibly since his first time really back in, in the capacity in which he would serve them. Yeah. How old was he? I don't know. Okay. Uh, among one of the highlights, though, uh, Dave Chappelle actually got in while the band did a cover of Radiohead's Creep. Uh, did he sing? Yeah. He did, and okay. man, he is a really good comedian. Uh, that's I'm sure. <laughs> so here's a here's a clip from that. Let's hear it. Interesting that he yeah. got up there to do that song. I wonder if he's friends with them or if he has a love for that song or he happened to be backstage and they said, hey, what do you know the lyrics to? Yeah. You know, I don't know the story behind that. Dave Chappelle's great, but, you know, then, then it was, he was having fun. Everyone appeared to be having fun. And then that is a song you can sort of talk sing. Well, and also, I would imagine everybody was singing along to it as yeah. well, so it might have covered up a teeny bit of it. Uh, the concert marked uh, New, York's, New York City's first full-capacity arena concert. Since the COVID lockdowns began uh, in March of 2020, proof of vaccination was required for entry. But who fighters will get the uh, the the answer to the trivia question? Who was the first live full show 
our full uh, capacity show in New York City, and it was yeah. them. And then finally, Paul Stanley appeared on the CBS talk show, The Talk, and explained that apart from the incredible story of a New York City rock band defying all the odds, Kiss is really the... T- the tale of him and Gene Simmons dedicating themselves to their craft. That's right. Yep. A&E's biography will air, on the reels. Will air its uh, two-part Kiss documentary, Kiss Story. I'm J- actually excited to see this. Yeah, me too. Yeah. It'll be on the 27th and 28th of this month. Uh, the episodes will chronicle Kiss's 50-year history from its pre-framed Wicked Lester days up through the present. Uh, Paul Stanley spoke candidly about the ups and downs of their career with the talk. In many ways, Kiss is a tale of loyalty, friendship, and faith. He said, I think this documentary really humanizes us, particularly Gene and I, because, you know, the story of Kiss really is the story of a friendship. Uh, We met when we were living at home. We were young people. We were young teenagers with this great ambition, and this is really our story. Uh, We were there in the beginning, and we're there to wrap it up, and we'll we'll go out on the farewell tour uh, that we've been on prior to the pandemic, and we're doing it bigger and better than ever. So it's a great bookend. It's been a wild meeting, right? Yeah. So how how when was the how old were we when the band was formed? Do we know? He says they were teenagers, teenagers. when they when they got together. So I don't know. And then you know they had they had done stuff before Kiss. So I, or I don't know exactly when officially the band Kiss was fully established. You're a, a musician too. Yeah. <laughs> how do you feel about chickens? <laughs> That's the younger. It's been a lifelong thing for him. There's two things that I adore, music and chicken. Well, all right, and there you go. That is what I have in music news. We'll take one more break. We'll come back in a second. And letter of the day for the Word of the Week prize when we return. Stay with us. Podcasts? Oh, yeah. MMR's got them. There's the fun size and bizarre file editions, along with Preston and Steve full show podcasts, plus the MM Archives podcast and more. Click podcasts on WMMR.com. The Preston and Steve show coming to a close on this Monday morning. Hot today, as we said earlier. Uh, 90s, low 90s, high humidity. Uh, it's going to seem a little bit stifling. I'm sure we'll have worse days as the of summer course. drags on. We get into July and August. The promise of worse weather is what keeps you going. It does, doesn't it? Well, we have rain tomorrow, 75, and then Wednesday and Thursday, maybe even Friday, looking pretty solid, 80 degrees and maybe a little less humidity because That's of nice. the front coming through. So we'll see if that works out in that favorable way or not. I would like to thank our guests for being on. We spoke to Mr. Jack Moore, the owner of yes. Moore's Piers, and uh, it's a big friggin' deal on MMR as long as supplies last, and you can get these uh, same-day ride-and-water-park combo tickets for just 40 bucks. And if, if you don't know uh, Maury's Piers, it's you know, like pay-per-ride. If you have $40, which is like half price, you ride all those rides as many times as you want. That's awesome. Over and over, over, all day long uh, on both of those piers. So you can go to WMMR.com and type in the keyword deal and get that deal as long as it lasts. Also, thank you to the union head coach, Mr. Jim Curtin, who is on today. Super nice guy. <laughs> Uh, they play tomorrow. Nope. Uh, Wednesday. Wednesday. I'm sorry. Um, getting ahead of myself. They play on Wednesday, um, and they had a awesome uh, uh, the tie come come from a yes. two goal deficit last night with this crazy goal, uh, and they're going to be playing Rob McElhenney's, uh club in uh, July. It's on the 29th of July. It's a free show. Rob will be here. Hopefully, Ryan Reynolds will be here. We will be broadcasting live from that event. It's going to be a special day. And the coach was uh, happy to talk about that. So it was good to get him on this morning and uh, chat a little bit about that. Pierre Robert is back in from the weekend. 
Good morning. And morning, good day to you. Morning, good day. Uh, did you have a good weekend? Yes, very nice. Thank Excellent, you. Man. You kids? Yes, it was yeah. good. Marvelous, marvelous. Felt kind of lousy this weekend, but other than that, did my best. Well, I struggled, I mean, to to get it together. Hmm. I, I I have big to-do lists, and then I go, oh, I can't do them. I'm not going to do it right now. Yeah. That's, and I, I don't know what to do with my to-do list. What did you... Guess what I get to do? What did you do <laughs> other than doing your to-do list? I did the dishes. Okay, all that's right. hey, that's okay. something. Hey. They, they needed to be done. No, they were weren't dirty at all. <laughs> <laughs> no, I when I when I look at an overwhelming uh, mound of to-dos, I just say pick one thing and do something, mm-hmm. and that gets you started. Yeah. And so I I did the dishes, and then that gave me the energy to do one or two other things, and then it does start to domino when you yeah. when you just you just need to jump yeah. in and get going, and yeah. and. Also, I've tried to uh, follow the uh, mantra that the second I think about it, do it if I can. Oh, that's good. Yeah, you try. You can't always do it, but at yeah. least you'll knock them off that way. I had, uh, I had, I had like so, a few things left on my list yesterday, Steve, and I sat down, and you know what I thought of? I thought of Rocky Balboa. Yeah. When he gets knocked down, he goes, get up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and yeah. I got up, and I did what I needed to do. Wow. Get I'm up. proud of you, son. got to do my dishes. Yeah, that's right. Sometimes good. you got you got to channel your inner Rocky. No, a lot of you probably have dishes at home in your Russian efficiency apartment. And you probably don't want to do them. And I don't want to do them none either. <laughs> it's like a billion. It happens to the best of them, yeah, even the champ. Yeah. Rocky Four. Uh, well, here we are. You ready to do the letter of the day? I am. Hang on a second, Case. What happened? Casey, if it, well, I'll just hit this button. Don't do that. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now, the Daily Letter. And the Preston and Steve show is brought to you today by the letter. Um, A as in Apple. All right. And we are going to give away a sweet escape package ah. at the Hard Rock Hotel and Casino in Atlantic City. And it includes a midweek stay in a suite, a $100 dinner voucher. And a spa package, so you book your Hard Rock Atlantic City Escape, starting just $89 right now at Hard Rock Hotel, AtlanticCity.com. We will give away that prize on Friday. Uh, what's up on today's show, man? Uh, we have blocks of Killers, Aerosmith, and the Kinks today. Nice! Yeah, That's right. You're fun. a big Kinks fan. Love the Kinks. Yes, awesome band. Ray's yeah. birthday today. It, it, yes, it is. Excellent. All right. Uh, well, I want to thank our sponsors, President Steve Show, brought to you to buy, today by Acme. They have everything you need to prep for this summer season. Acme Fresh Foods, local flavors. Also brought to you by Duncan, the official coffee of the President Steve Show, and Rita's Water Ice. Try the new Ocean Splash Italian Ice at Rita's Splish Splash Yum. Uh, tomorrow on a program, it's a Tuesday, we'll have your opportunity to win a Preston and Steve-themed tattoo, and then we'll see what else we can get into on the program. That's it. We're done. Rage on, and have a great day. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye-bye. Preston and Steve. On 93.3 WMMR. Hey, everybody. It's good to have you on the map. Run with us on a John Deere Z365RZ track mower. Built for taking it easy. With standard mulch control to control your clippings without any extra effort. Because lawns are for living. Nothing runs like a deer. Tap the banner for more.